It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to another episode of Married Men Don't Talk Show, brought to you by Household Stress. The phone lines are now open, but this is strictly for men only. My name is Darren Smith, your host, uh, author of How to Stay Married for at Least 100 Years, and the show this evening is concerning something that is very personal, uh, very much not talked about and very private, and, and it's really closed doors to to all that knows. It's very kept it's kept very secret uh, in deep families, and this is something that's touching things that's beneath our basement. Okay, uh, so without further ado, the name of the top the topic of the show is raped. Um, so I would like to first start the show off by doing a recap of a couple of weeks ago when my friend Dyson came on the line. And he had a situation. I'll let him begin starting off. But, Dyson, uh, I want you to first talk about the recap, and then I want you to now give us the update. Okay. How y'all doing tonight? Good. Good, brother. Hello? Yeah, we hear you, bro. Go ahead. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Thanks for having me. Um, I'll go ahead and... uh, um, Introduce the uh, the case the case study that's uh, going on. Uh, I was contacted by a uh, a gentleman that claimed to be uh, my 30 year old son, and um, I uh, made contact with him and uh, we uh, talked and we decided to you know uh, get a uh, try to get a blood test done. And you know, he did tell his mother, inform his mother that he didn't make contact with me. He went on Facebook and told everybody that uh, he, you know, uh, finally found his father after 30 years. And uh, when he told his mother that we decided to get a blood test done, she uh, immediately uh, told him that uh, have me give me a call, uh, give her a call. So I did that, and uh, she admitted that he wasn't my son, but he doesn't he didn't know that at the time. So. Uh, my my name is on his birth certificate, and he has my last name. And uh, he has uh, a son. He has uh, my last name, and he's about to get married. And well, he um, again he d- doesn't know all this. So uh, when I spoke with her and she told me that I wasn't the father, I asked her. I said, "Well, you know, well, who is the father?" And she uh, revealed to me that it was his uncle. And let me give you a little background on that. Uh, she was raised by her uncle and her aunt since she was eight years old. And being that I was coming around a lot before, you know, I went into the Navy, you know, uh, who better uh, victim to drop <laughs> to drop the dime on was me. So um, at that time, she was young, very young. She was 17, scared, you know, she didn't know what to do. And um, the uncle forced his uh, cell phone to her. So you're talking 30 years later, 
a tail that basically caught up with her. So, so after that, Dyson, you wanted mm-hmm. to give an update. Uh, she was supposed to tell the young man that you wasn't the father. That's correct. Now, has she told him yet? Yes, she did tell him that I wasn't the father, but she did not tell him part two that uh, who his father was, uh, the but truth of who his father was. But he still thinks that you are... Yeah, he's insisting that I am his father. Okay, so the reason why... Blood test done. Okay, you, got, you, you still wants to get the blood test done? Yeah, he still wants to get a blood test done, yes. Okay, so and the reason why I asked Dyson to come back on and, and give the conclusion to his uh, to his story was because that's the that's the worst kind, and I hate to start to show off with something so grim that, that you know because I don't like talking about stuff like that. But this is the household stress. This is married men don't talk, and this is the things that a lot of people don't talk about, especially um, I'll say people that you know molest children in the family within the family, and then. Those who molest even get more gruesome, those who molest boys that are in the family. And it starts off with a father in the home. So I did some research, and then I, and I did the research out of how many, how many of these people get convicted? How many would you say out of 100 rapists, how many would y'all think that actually get convicted? Because most of them are fathers. Um, they're in the church. They're popes. They're uh, ministers, their uh, their fathers in the community on the on the baseball coaches, and you know you guys heard about the coach, the basketball coach down in Maryland. You know um, he was molesting boys on the team and all that stuff. So how many of these people y'all think really get convicted? I would say about at least about probably about ten or eleven percent. Okay. Anybody else? Mm-mm. Anybody else? I'd probably say less than that because, I mean, most of these crimes don't even go reported. Yeah. And you're right, Andrew. Out of 100 rates, only 46 get reported. And out of that 46, 12 leads to arrest. And out of that 12, 9 get prosecuted. And out of that 9, 5 lead to felony convictions. And out of that, 3 rapists will spend some time in prison. That leaves 97% roam free. And our society... Next door to us, you know, uh, our son's coaches, you know, our daughter's coaches, you know, so they're all out there. And most of these guys are family men. Now, a couple of weeks ago in the, in the, uh, in the open mic, we found out that a lot of these people were convicted. They get these signs put in the yards. Andrew, you remember the, uh, the name of the sign? Or what was the sign? What did the sign look like? Oh, yeah. I forgot the name. It was crazy. Um, Go ahead. I forgot the name of it. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they, they, if you're if you are convicted, they put these signs in your yard to let everybody know that you live there, and which is already insulting. Well, you already one, of, one of the judges made a dude put bumper stickers on his car, and that's at the judge's discretion. <laughs> and that's unfortunate. I mean, that's not. Unfortunate or fortunate? What y'all think about that? You you guys think that these people deserve a little bit? If they serve their time, do you think they deserve to be uh, further humiliated? Well, can you define humiliated? I mean, 
you know, because um, anybody that, that goes to jail serves their time, you know, do deserve a second chance, you know. It depends on the crime, of course, but, you know, it can define humiliated. Well, humiliated. Yeah, look, at it, look at it this way. I mean, there's got to be a balance between serving your time and protecting the public. And they've done studies that um, these guys don't get rehabilitated. Yeah. Don't you don't you want to know? But is it everybody's business after they feel like okay, you served twelve years in prison, uh, you served your time, and, and then you now you're set to roam free? I don't know, man. It's a tough one. It is very tough. Wouldn't Wouldn't you want to know that that your kids are playing next door with with the with with the kid of the father that's been molesting kids? Yeah, you're right. I would want to yeah, know. Of course. I, yeah, I would want to know, but is is that guy has that guy served time already? Yeah. Is, okay, so he, he served, served time, time. He got out, and now he's living his life. But I'm, what I'm saying is, I mean, you know, what do you say to the the next child that he molests after he gets out, and you didn't know? Well, what are the what are the uh, percentages that that happens? What's 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 the stats on that? The stats on the rates? Yeah, uh, we no, after 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 uh, somebody done their time and got rehabilitated and come out, is the crime repeated again? What's the stats? Well, don't on get that? it twisted. Prison is not about rehabilitation. Mm-hmm. It's about punishment. Those guys are not in there getting rehabilitated. Matter of fact, they're in there, you know, probably getting polled. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, you know, from what I understand, I mean, child rapists get get the worst in jail. Mm -hmm. Yes, I heard you. And the reason why I'm asking is because not only that, I I got a young girl, I got, got a young daughter coming up. And she's in school, and um, and she's, she'll be 16 this May, May the uh, 8th. And um, and her mother and I are considering letting her talk to boys. Um, anybody got little girls or had little girls that they, you know, it was a time when they were supposed to be talking to boys, and, you know, anybody can provide any ages on that when y'all let, let, let your daughters talk to little boys? Well, first of all, they're going to talk to boys whether you let them or not, okay? Right. The question is, are you going to make them into liars or not? <laughs> so you are either going to put such strict rules that they they will either lie to you uh, and not have an open enough relationship for you to talk to them about it, or you'll put so much pressure on them when they walk out of your door, they break wild. So, okay. you know... My my thing is open the dialogue that way you can have you know this is the time that you want input so you can teach them you know when when my girls were little we had great conversations because I was the translator between what girls language and boys language is and and girls don't get that at 16 15 17 they don't understand that boys and girls talk two different languages and if you if you clamp it down so tight, they won't talk to you about it. They'll talk to their other stupid 14, 15, 16-year-old friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Could, could you explain what... Oh, oh boy. We, we, we had friends of, of our daughter 
that made stupid statements like my child won't date till they're 21. They won't date till they're out of this house. And I'm saying, who's going to teach them? Because once they get out, you're not teaching them nothing. Mm-hmm. And th- and that's what the the point of this uh, the, the conversation is. You know, we we as fathers trying to protect our daughters and sons. Um, some of these guys um, are little boys in school. They're allowed to drive, and and we can't tell our daughters or sons who to fall in love with, who they can't fall in love with. But a lot of the times they they end up the girls like the guys with the car so they can come get picked up. And they're not, you know, you give them permission to say, okay, go ahead and have a boyfriend. And then the boyfriend comes over and he he got more hair on his face than I do. So it's like, well, what do we what do we what do we cut the limits off? I know some of us have daughters. Some of you guys have daughters. When you say it's okay for you to have a boyfriend, here's the age limit, here's the criteria, he can't have this, that, and the third, I don't want tattoos all over his face, I don't want him ha- having his pants hanging down. Uh, when, do, when did you guys put this into perspective or tell your daughters that this is, you can't have this, or um, you can't have this? I, I basically just did it, grow, you know, talking to him, and I used... Uh, Music artist as an example, you know, I told him, I, if he looks like Chris Brown or dresses like Chris Brown with the tats and the jeans hanging off his behind or whatever, I said, don't, you know, just don't even do it. Um, you know, that's, 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 that's not allowed. You know, I have higher standards than that. You know, I, if, if you're going to introduce this guy to me as your boyfriend and you're going to bring him through this door, then there's a certain level that I'm expecting of him. And so I just let him know that. You know, I let him know that growing up. So, you know, they already know. Don't don't come in the door with, with some crap I'd see on BET or MTV or something. Other. I mean, because it's just not happening. I mean, you know, so I don't know what they're going to do. But so far, so good. I mean, I don't think I have a problem with that. You know, but you know, then again, the mom is good cop and I'm bad cop, so. For for me, you know, if if a girl's gonna if you're gonna you know train her from the beginning to respect herself, she's probably not gonna pick that type of situation. And if he's like that, she's gonna know to school him when he walks in your door. It's not like that. Exactly. Exactly. You know, because she knows this joker before I step foot out of this house, he's got to meet my dad. Right. Okay, okay, so what if he so, comes in there and he fronts? What if he's, I mean, she doesn't... She don't do that. We did that. Yeah, uh, I mean, you can't from fronting. That's going to happen. Okay. Yeah, but, but at least he's smart enough to do it. I had one of them one day come in, come in the door, had a hat cocked to the side, had his headphones on, walked in the door, bopped by me, said, sup. Kept on going. <laughs> My daughter almost died. You know, so me and him, we had a little conversation, you know, as I was cleaning the guns and drawing a target on his head. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and I had a crazy reputation. Like the school, they were like, hey, you don't want to mess with her dad because he's crazy. And well, that was the reputation well, I wanted to have. My reputation. Like I said, you know, if, if 
if you've taught your daughter who you are, she's not going to bring, you know, Sam Sausage Head up in there like that. Because she's going to say, look, let me tell you, my parents are like this, this, and this. <laughs> Even to this day when Deja brings one home, and, you know, she's got a steady one now. But, I mean, he understands the standard that my wife and I are at. And Deja isn't going to stoop down to some ghetto rat coming in there, you know, disrespecting her parents. Yeah. Okay. Same she has more of herself and her parents than to do that. And believe me, she schooled them seven ways from Sunday before they met us. Right. It's the same story here, man. Mm-hmm. But we, now, we you know, we, we did our stuff, too, when we were out there. I mean, you know, when we met, when I went out and met the daddy, I was straight. Yes, sir. No, sir. I mean, I was straight. You know, now How we get out of school, we're kicking it, we do our thing, we wear our stuff, we do our thing. But, but you have enough respect. It's like when you have somebody that doesn't understand how to flip the switch on and off. I mean, we all talk a certain way around our boys. But if you don't know how to flip the switch when you get into a business situation or a, another situation, something's wrong with you. So how old was Deja when, when you allowed her to talk to boys? Well, first of all, they're going to talk to boys their whole life. Uh, we didn't okay. let her date until she was 16. 16, okay. Okay, now, they, uh, she had little boyfriends and stuff like that, you know, but, I mean, actually to date, that was 16. Okay, well, that one, and how old is Deja now? She's uh, 23. 23. 23. So from, I'm going to say seven short years ago when she graduated, or a few short years ago, um, it's, it's a different culture in this little bit of time. Uh, Jack, anybody heard of Jacqueline Goodchild? No, uh, I ain't. She is a woman that goes around and she tries to find what the culture is and, uh, and where we're headed to. And she had been an article for a school. She did a survey. And uh, the survey was, when is rape okay? And during this poll in the high school, uh, the following question was asked. Is it all right if a male holds a female down and physically force her to have sex if, here's the conditions that she asks, if he spends a lot of money on her? 39% of males say yes, 12% uh, female says yes. Uh, he is so turned on that he thinks he can't stop. 36% of males, these are high school students now. Thirty-six percent males say yes, he can he can go ahead and force himself on it, and twenty-one percent of females say yes, they deserve to get forced on. Uh, she has had sexual intercourse with other guys. Thirty-nine percent of guys say yes, and eighteen percent of females say yes. She is stoned or drunk. Thirty-nine percent males say yes, eighteen percent of females. She let him touch her above the waist. 39%. And at a highest number that kind of stunned me was she is going to and then she changed her mind. 54% of males says, yes, that's a condition to rape a female. And 31% of females says, yes, that's a condition that they expect to be raped. Another 54% high is she has led him on. That's another 54 to 31%. Um, and, and she gets him excited sexually. That's 51 to 42%. Both of them, 
males 51 and 42 percent. Now, all of these numbers is kind of scary because, you know, that's how the culture is now. Deja, when Deja was, you know, in her, when she was 16, it was a different culture she got with guys, and, and you know, they kind of respected her because of you. These guys nowadays, I don't know if anybody else has experienced this, but they don't respect even the parents. Anybody agree with that? Anybody have any experience with the guys, you know, they're fronting in front of the guy, but then they disrespecting the girl because that's the culture of what's going on. I, I totally agree with you on that one. Totally agree. I, and I've experienced that um, up front, um, you know, uh, a couple times. And the first thing I ask myself is, how did this happen? How is it that the mother allows the son to uh, overstep his boundaries to think that, you know, he runs the household? And I'm talking, you know, teenagers. I think that the men, that these teenagers don't respect themselves. The young men don't respect yeah. themselves. I mean, from, from what I'm seeing and the trendiness that's going on, the follow the leader that's going on right now, the lack of the male um, influence, the way that they, you know, I mean, you know, if you see a young man on the street and you don't see his underwear, thank him. Because, mm. you know, okay. thank, him for, thank him for being, you know, respectful to himself. Because right now, you know, the skinny jeans and the wearing your, 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 your pants, I mean, if you don't respect yourself in that way, how are you going to respect somebody's parents? You are in public showing your drawers. So how are you going to come into my house and respect me and, you know, want to date my daughter? And you can't even respect yourself. So you guys with, with, with teenage kids now, um, you're going to be okay with some dude walking in and his drawers showing like that? Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, we're not saying we're okay with it. It's just... It's so the culture, they're trying to match up with this cultural thing, including the part where, hey, if you sexually excite me, then, you know, I'm it's going okay. all the way with you. Right. The, right. the reason I asked that, I mean, Deja was in, in high school not too long ago, and they were wearing the pants like that, and I said, do you find that attractive? And she said, not at all. I said, well, why do the guys wear it like that? She said, some of the girls like it. She said, I think it's nasty. And she said, you know, I try to tell my friends, you know, you, you, have, to, you have to set the, the, the line. You don't let people disrespect you. And, and, and any of y'all that know my daughter, I mean, she wasn't going to let these guys disrespect her. But she's, a lot of her friends, they, they just go along with it and let these guys disrespect them. So what if our daughter fall in love with, you know, somebody that's, you know, that's not um, – that, that does not meet our standards. Hey, look, let me tell you something. You you can be naive if you want, but you have absolutely no control over who your daughter falls in love no. with at the end of the day. You got that right. You can influence yeah. it. You can teach them. You can show them time and time again. And mm-hmm. they'll still go out there and make the wrong doggone decision. But you have Just control like over who, who, who they bring in your house. You have control over yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but you got chameleons. I mean, they can, they can, they can get in under the radar, dude. And they, can and they spend them. more time. They spend more time outside of the house with them than they are inside of your house. Mm-hmm. Right. They could. If, if she really, if she willing to hide the triggers from you, 
and then he's a chameleon when he's in your house, you have no idea. Unless somebody else sees something and tell you. And if he's rocking that boat, you ain't got a chance anyway. Exactly. Wow. But you just make it clear, abundantly clear, what you will do if certain things happen so that everybody's on the same page, whether he's a comedian or not. So he knows that whenever you do find out, he knows what to expect from you. Well put. Well One put, of the things well that I have found, well and this is, this is the sad thing, um, there are so few, um, you know, real men in the home that when when these little dudes come up against a real man, they're like, oh, okay. Well, you know, I'm going to go get an easy target because mm-hmm. this ain't going to be easy. And if you lay down the wood and lay down the law and let, let them know who you are, they don't hear that very much because there's such a high percentage today of either daddy's not in the home or or doesn't care. I was on a show um, not too long ago, another show, and a guy, um, he he admitted to beating women, and another guy admitted to um, forcing himself on women. And the first thing he looked for is what you just said, Andrew. He looked for a female that did not have a stable home, and the father was not there, or it was no older brothers. So they, they target. They they target these females. Uh, for these purposes, and they, they make sure their surroundings are not what you just described. Well, let me tell you a little about Deja. Um, when, I, when I met Glenn, Deja was 10 years old. We got married when she was 13. Um, some of you may or may not know this, but Glenn's first marriage, um, he was very abusive. And I mean, physically, all kind of ways. Deja saw that. And Deja thought that that was okay. As a matter of fact, some of the biggest challenges we had was when I stepped in and said, any man that puts his hands on a woman is a punk bitch. Oh, excuse my language. <laughs> um, and she took that as an offense because I was calling her dad a punk. Right. Okay. And, and one, of the, one, of the, one of the first encounters we had, some little boy, and these boys out here are bold, walked up to her, and she was about seventh grade and kissed her mm. I mean mm. without her wanting to do it now we weren't married at the time I was, you know me and her mom were dating okay and, and she came in the house crying and all kind of stuff and Glenn was upset and, and I said well show him to me <laughs> and this was a ninth grade he was a couple years older than her and me and young Buck had a little conversation <laughs> okay Needless to say, he wasn't going to touch her again. Um, but mm. so many times, that's not there. And these boys can do whatever they want because there is no man to draw the line. Right, right. And I well, they think they can do whatever they want. Well, you know, a lot I of times early. they can. Because these girls really believe, well, you know, if I if I said this or that or I wore this, then you know it's it's okay. But you know what, Andrew, you said earlier, and I said it too. You can't control who your daughters or your sons fall in love with. Right. Now, when we so, so since we can't control that, and 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 they want a guy with a car, and they only in the ninth or tenth or eleventh grade. Do you trust 
was it ever a time when you just had to trust that the guy was going to pick her up and conduct himself properly when they were on a date? Well, you know, but you, what you do is, is you tell him exactly what you expect, and you tell him what you will do if he doesn't follow through with what you expect, and then you trust yourself to deliver. <laughs> one one of the challenges, and this is the thing. That's it. First of all, a 16-year-old, I don't care what the, what, the, what the state says, a 16-year-old does not know how to drive and handle a car. Okay? Mm-hmm. And my that's number one also. Ain't no 16-year-old taking nobody no damn well. But that's that was it. Topic. Okay? That was not going to happen. Now, we had all kind of issues with that, and our daughter kept saying, oh, well, he has to drive. I don't give a rip what the state says. You don't know how to drive a car at 16, and I'm not putting your life at risk. I don't care if it's male or female. You're not getting in the car with them until I said it's okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm just now. You know, I was the big, you know, a hole. But I'm gonna tell you what: too many young kids die because of that, and I wasn't letting mine go down like that. I'd rather be the a hole. Mm-hmm. And and you know, and 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 that's true because you know a lot of these kids, you know, they like to text while they drive and. And, you know, they say they're going one place and they're really going somewhere else. And you just really don't know where to, where to, um, where to draw the trust line. Um, and the, and the, and the Deja month- was a senior in high school before I would let her get in a car with somebody, some other team. And they were, you know, 17, 18 at that time. I wouldn't let them get in 16 years old driving around like nuts. Mm. And it was the only ones that we were okay with. Wow. And for her prom, I rented limos. Right. right. Okay. You know, they were like, oh, that's so cool. I was like, yeah, uh-huh, because they're only going where I tell them to go. Mm-hmm. I was the cool dad, got the super stretch. All of her friends came and piled in. That was for wow. my peace of mind. So it wasn't nothing going on that night. And that's cool. <laughs> and that's how you're supposed to do it. But um, but I was reading a, I was reading a news article a couple of weeks ago. Y'all familiar with the Fugees? Yeah. The singing group, the old singing group from the '80s. '80s, come on, Andrew. Um, <laughs> Who's that? Me, not that old. <laughs> yeah, from but, the '70s. Uh, but the Fugees director, his name was Oswald Allende. Y'all, y'all remember who that was? No, not the director. Yeah, he, yeah, he was the director of the Fugees, and he was reportedly facing serious, serious charges behind bars uh, for allegedly raping and impregnated three of his five daughters during their youth. Uh, Beverly Allende, which is his wife, testified that Allende felt that he was a, he was godlike, and she had called him she had to call him my god. Now I asked Dyson to come on because. This this is the kind of thing that uh, now this is a married man, you know, um, and he's in a situation where he has children with his children. Now we oh, it's, it's, a lot of this is going on, but we just don't hear about it. Now, what do y'all think about Mister Yande? What what do you think that that happened to him? Uh, I got 90 years in jail. Okay, you read an article. You believe 
<laughs> and that's good. Yeah, you, you're supposed to check me because you know we we got to make sure we're putting out some right information because um and this I mean you know people say this is this is um black people don't do this you know oh this happens in this culture and this happens in that culture but this happens in every culture. So it, it it has no it has no 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 line. Uh, he and people. The only difference is in the past it was swept under the under the table, and it was that hush hush deal in the family. Right. And 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 this is uh, it's kind of scary to me because I'm just now finding out as I was researching. I did it's, it's different degrees of statutory rape or rape anyway. First, second, and third degree. And the first degree, of course, is sexual intercourse with another person. Who, now this is this is what was added. Who is less than thirteen years old, and the defendant is less than four years older. The second degree is engaging in sexual intercourse with a child under the age of fourteen, when the defendant is less than four years older. Um, and the third degree is sexual act uh, of a child is fourteen or fifteen, when the defendant is over the age of twenty-one. Now, that means that your 17-year-old daughter can legally date a 21-year-old man. And it's kind of, it kind of threw me off because uh, my neighbor's kid has a 21-year-old boyfriend, but she is 17 in the 11th grade, and he says he has no control over who she dates once he said that she can date. And the, oh, okay. prob- the problem that I have with it, but because he, he asked me a serious question, he says, well, when you give your daughter permission to date, you know what the guys are doing. You know what they're going to be after. Are you also giving her permission to have sex? No. You've got to explain the difference between dating and mating and explain why you know, why your values are where they are. But at the end of the day, they've got to make the decision. Just like each and every one of us have to do. And, and that's, and that's he, he went to the courts. This, this, I mean, this guy, he, he loves his daughter, but he don't, he, won't, he don't want to be the bad guy. So when he went to the court, he found that it's called is this statutory rape, this 21-year-old dating my 17-year-old daughter? And they say, no, it's called the Romeo and Juliet exception. This is a, it's a law that states a 21-year-old can be with a 17-year-old and have consensual sex. It's not considered a statutory rape like it used to be. It's now considered the Romeo and Juliet exception. In the state of Maryland, it's 16 years old. At least 16 years old. Yeah, 16 is legal in the state of Maryland. Right, and I didn't know that. I, I'm, it's legal, but you, you said you got an age difference there, 16 and 21. I mean, 17 and 21. I mean, if you're legal, you're legal. Yeah, but, you know, 17 and 21... I mean, it sounds crazy. I mean, we all know that, but I mean, there's still no crime there because it's she's legal. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's the difference between eighteen and twenty? 
That's two years. It doesn't seem like, to me, I mean, 21 and 18 is kind of like almost in the same category to me. Yeah, pretty much. They're adults, grown men, almost basically fully grown. Mm-hmm. Now, if it was 25, that'd be a little different, but... No, what's the difference? 21 is about the same to me. Well, the difference is this, and here's the difference, and I think that we place too much emphasis on the law which you should, but if you've got a daughter that's 17 and she's is somewhat legal or 16, let's say by the state standard she's legal, and dating somebody that's 25, you are not supposed to wait for the law to take care of that. You, as a parent, as a father, is supposed to handle that business. You see what I'm saying? So that's when the family gets involved and says, this ain't right, we need to get in the middle of this and stop it. Well, Okay, since I'm glad you brought that up. Because the next thing I wanted to say or add was in Montana, in Montana a judge gave a, a teacher 30 days in prison for raping a 14-year-old student who committed suicide just shy of her 17th birthday. The teacher admitted for rape, to raping the child after she died. But an 18-year-old Georgia teen by the name of Marcus Dixon, he received 10 years after being convicted of statutory rape and child molesting at 15 years old uh, for having sex with a classmate. Now, these rules are changing. It should be standard all over the place, and that's why it's, 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 it's very, um, I'm not going to say confusing. I'm just going to say it's um. It's a very touchy subject because, you know, we don't know the rules and they change all the time. And I don't, and I don't, uh, I don't like, uh, it's another rule that just came up that I did not know you could rape your spouse. Anybody heard of spousal rape? I've heard of it. Yep. I've heard of it. And that that exists uh, even when yeah, yeah exactly when you when you're married you know if she says no that's what she means no. What about if the guy says no? And and it goes both ways. It goes both ways. Yeah, but I mean you know try to prove that that's a tough one. So I could sue my wife for rape. I mean unless unless you beat the hell out of her you know I mean how you gonna prove that? I mean, it was just a couple of times she just couldn't get enough, man. I mean, she just made me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's rape. No Hell, I wasn't consenting. No dude getting raped. I wasn't consenting. Because you, know. you, have, you have to be into it for that to happen. But see, that, that falls back on that culture, uh, that, that time culture we were talking about earlier, Darren. You know, what what uh, What you were talking about, you know, about the um, – the culture, you know, is, is it considered, you know, rape when a when a woman forces herself on a man? You know, I mean, how often is that heard of? You know, rape. That's that's very that's, that's very rare that it's heard of. Um, but but it's but not I bet it happens. No, I doubt it. I mean, not nobody wants to admit that. Yeah. Just like they don't not want to say it doesn't happen. Of course, it happens. Yeah. But I, I, I wouldn't put the emphasis are not on that as much as it is, as it is on um, on men raping the women. That's true. You know, um, 
the problem that I have with it though is the uh when this happens like like uh like you just said it, it's hard to it's hard to admit that something like that is going on in your marriage and it's hard to prove especially when you say hey that's my wife but it happens all the time i remember when i was in bahrain when we were in bahrain that used to happen all the time where the men would get raped where the women where the men would rape their wives oh okay okay you know, um, and raping over there was uh, sodomizing. Um, they preferred that way than than the other way, and um, and and it was totally legal. And and so I don't a man, think, so a man can sodomize a woman without repercussion. Yeah, his wife. You're talking about right? Right, his wife. Well, and this I is this is quick. This well, it's quickly kind of spreading over here, and that's why they kind of, when they saw it coming to, to trying to come into the West, it was like, okay, let's put let's put some brakes on this thing before it gets too out of hand, because we got a lot of foreigners living in the United States, and they start putting these limitations on what you could and couldn't do. Um, I also remember when I was in um, in the Navy down in uh, Norfolk, uh, it was certain things that you couldn't do if a peeping tom caught you. Uh, having sex with your wife in a certain way, he can report you, and you can get years for having uh, sex indecent proposal. I mean, indecent exposure, or you can be considered raping your wife if you got her in a certain position. So it was all kind of laws in these different states that we got to be kind of aware of. Um, a lot of the times, I um, my daughter. Wait a minute. You can't hold on. Hold on. You can't cruise by this. You said it for peeping Tom. Peeks in your window and see you having sex with your wife a certain way. The peeping tom can report you for rape, raping your wife. Yes, in Norfolk. They, they. I mean, if every state has these weird rules, and you have to be very careful of where you are. Just like you know, Kobe Bryant. You know, he was in, he was accused of raping a 19 year old girl in a hotel in 2003. You know, it's a lot. She cried, she cried. That, that, that's what happened. Sean Penn, same thing, forcing himself on Madonna. Wait a minute, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Madonna said somebody raped her? I doubt that. I... <laughs> wait, hold on, hold on, I, I, need, I need to hear this. Wait a minute, are you saying that Madonna claimed Everybody that Sean... Did. Yes, in 1988. Yep. yep, and and yep. he said she said that uh, she, he tied her up and left her there tied up for several hours, and uh, and he and he raped her repeatedly. He would have went to jail for that, and he didn't. Well, that's because well we know why he so, didn't go to jail. Because he ain't raped by it. No, Yo, I mean there's a lot of you. I'm gonna say he ain't raped. I'm gonna just say because she Madonna. <laughs> you got that right. So are you saying that Madonna cannot get raped? Nah, what I'm saying is that if I was a lawyer and I had to defend one of my clients against the charge of rape against the likes of Madonna, Rihanna, or, or whoever make all these other sex tapes, or Paris Hilton, or whatever, it would be pretty easy. Y'all remember Mystical? 
Yep. Oh, God, you're going to talk about that case. That's terrible. Oh, I'm just asking. Anybody remember? Yeah, I know the case. What happened with that case? (laughs) Oh, well, this chick, she performed. She was performing um, performing oral on him and his crew, and I think they got it on videotape or something. And they paid, I think they paid her for it, and I think she got mad that they videotaped it or something, and then said they raped her. And Mystical got, like, 10 years in jail behind it. Well, look at the deal with, 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 with Mike Tyson. Yeah, he raped her with oral. That's why I said women can rape men, too. Go ahead. Hey, man, she showed up at his room at 2.30 in the morning. Yeah, and he orally raped her. So how do we protect ourselves now? I mean, there's two sides of this story. Um, I, I'm going to, I mean, I can go on and on with these names. Bishop Eddie Long, Tupac, Michael Jackson, John Travolta, Marilyn Manson. I mean, Woody Allen, come on. <laughs> you know, he married his wife. I mean, he married his wife's kid, right? Yeah. I mean, so we can, these celebrities are, are getting away with all, I mean, some of them, you know, I don't believe, uh, CeeLo Green, he even played not guilty to a felony charge for slipping an ecstasy in the 33-year-old woman, woman's drink. So, you know, I don't want to make a lot of noise. Go ahead. I don't want to make a lot of noise because I'm going to ask the question because I got the music in the background. What happened with the case about the, about, about the kid that the, the daughter said that he raped her, and the father shot him in the head and killed him. It seemed like it went away. You hear oh, about that? that? It was a kid who he was he was in the he was in the room doing 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 the man's uh, daughter. The son heard the oh. noise coming out the room and went and told his dad. He walked in the room and this girl said she didn't know him and he shot the kid in the head and killed him. Yeah, that was a couple of weeks ago. About a month, about three weeks ago. Yeah. Was that in Maryland? That was in no, Houston, was in, I, one, one, Texas, somewhere. Houston. Yeah, Houston, Texas. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you know, I found out. You know, she had, you know, she had let him in the house. You know, the young man. You know, but initially, like like the brother said, I mean, she said that you know she didn't know who he was, and so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was so, just in there stroking. He got caught so, on the downside. So, so that's what we need to be talking about, y'all, that that happens a lot, too, where a woman might be giving a, a bunch of people oral and then finds out it's on YouTube and she screams rape. Or she might let a young dude in the house and then the family finds out and then she screams rape. Because a lot of times they scream rape and it and it's not necessarily that. You know what I'm saying? And then somebody just like the case where somebody got killed because she let the dude in the house. So I was yeah, but, talk about the falsifying of rape. But okay. but hold on. But what really is a rape? Well, See what we, I'm saying? I mean, you could not be raping a woman, and then if a woman says, no, please stop, then it, anything after that is rape, right? Mm-hmm. Supposedly. I mean, Supposedly. I'm just saying, as we, if we just break down what rape really is, I mean, that's the... That's my understanding. Yeah, you're right. You're exactly at right. At any time, no matter where you at in the action, she can say, no, please stop, and then it's rape after that, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's so if, if you're in the sauce and she says no, then that's it. You ain't going to yep. bust that nut. Yep. 
Something wrong with that. Yeah, so but, if, but if, if Dad walks in the room and the first thing she says, no, please stop, and he raping me, then, hey. No, nah, that's not the case. That's not the case. And it's, I think that's what the case is happening. Years old and nah, the, and the, nah, that's not and the girl was 16 when the dad walked in. This was uh, March the 13th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to own up to your responsibility in the whole thing. See, that's you the daughter's deal there. Yeah. But the lawyer. Because if a dad walks in the room and the daughter screams, he's raping me, dude got to go. But see, the law doesn't. Who here, who here would walk in there and the daughter say, and you walk in there and the dude's pounding your daughter and, and, and she's saying rape and you wouldn't do something? Yeah, hmm. see, and so the law doesn't the law doesn't allow for that common sense judgment you're trying to talk about there, T.R. I mean, the magic words, no, stop, no, please stop. I mean, that's but it. I understand that, but what I'm talking, but what I'm talking about is the fact that somebody's falsifying a rape, and a lot of times we don't talk about that. We just talk about. Well, this one got raped and that one got molested and all that stuff, but we're not talking about the fact that sometimes it's just BS that they didn't get raped. And that yeah. some that their secret got out, so now they're embarrassed and they say, Well, you know what? I I said no and he kept going. And I yeah. think that Mike Tyson I think that the Mike Tyson and the Kobe Bryant are perfect examples of that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And and if this girl, if that guy hadn't shot the the boy, it'd have been that deal too. That the man walked home at two in the morning and and saw some dude rolling on his daughter. Mm-hmm. She's screaming rape. What yep. would you Cause do? Because she, she's more afraid of her father than that boy. That's Absolutely. Right. What would you do? We, I mean, I'm I'm gonna tell you now. You know, you may not have blown the guy away. But you would, there would be serious, the dude would have serious wounds. If you walked into your daughter's room at 2 in the morning and she's screaming rape. 2 in the morning, she let him in. She she let him in. Yes, she did. But if you walked in there and she's screaming rape, you're going to react. Exactly. You're not going to think, huh, I wonder if she opened the door. I wonder if she opened the window. If if you walked in there and she's screaming rape, you're going to react. So here is the issue. The issue is, and it's really not as bad as we make it sound, our reaction, because now you sneaking in another man's house at 2 o'clock in the morning, whether she said come in or not, you still are disrespecting another man's house, and you get what's coming to you. Whether she well, exactly which, right, and that's why you have that conversation with your daughter and gunslinger, and you let them well, hold on. Which, 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 hold on. Which, which one of us ain't never snuck in a house before? <laughs> we all did. We all did, but we took a big risk. I know I did. That's right. I know I did. And whatever happened. Okay, but I wasn't in there at 2 in the morning. I was in there all, overnight. I don't think it matters what time. I just think the fact that you snuck in. You snuck in. It don't matter what time you snuck in. I wouldn't be in there when Daddy was in there. I wasn't crazy. So, so Tony, you were in there and Daddy was in there? Several times. Several different times. Gunslinger. Look at you, boy. Tony going to die for it. I'm just saying, man. I'm not the only one. You like like David Carradine. You going to die for that one, boy. 
I think about it. Get it in the face. face. You know, (laughs) I mean, I've done it before. So, I mean, but but I understand, but I put myself at the mercy of whatever would happen if I got caught. Now, what would you have done if dude had walked in on you? If daddy walked in on you? Who knows? There's nothing he could have done, just been caught. Now, I could see if if, if there was no daddy there, you know what I'm saying? But, But daddy was in there and you were gunslinging? I did one time. As a matter of fact, one time, yes. And he asked me to leave. And I don't think that oh, we was wow. hustling. I just think that it was so late, and we were sitting in the in the basement. It wasn't the bedroom. It was the basement. It was so late, and um, and but she wasn't young. She was she was just older, like probably in her twenties, living with her father. And she was and he was hey, like, so you weren't you weren't sneaking in the bedroom at sixteen, tapping that thing. I don't know, man. I'm not going to get into all that. I'm just saying that you, 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 you're at the mercy of whatever happens to you when you get caught, if you, when you do that. I think, you know. Hey, Rodney, you ever been hemmed up like that? Nope. Man, you know Rodney's straight lace, man. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Ike. Yeah, that's what I was messing with. Fair bow ties. Come on, man. <laughs> You don't ask no man to wear a bow tie as a question like that. What's wrong with you, Andrew? <laughs> you, were you tipping in there with a bow tie, Rodney? No, not at that time. <laughs> hey, Andrew, I got a question for you real quick. Um, if you if you walked into your daughter's home, your, your daughter's room at 2 a.m. for whatever reason, and she's, it was a, a guy in there, and she screamed rape, you would believe that she's being raped? you damn right. Like, you didn't hear no fighting, you didn't hear nothing. It's just she screamed rape when she looked up and see you. Yeah, as soon as you walk in, as you start screaming rape. first reaction was to beat the hell out of him. <laughs> I'm not okay. kidding. So, look, so hold on. Let me throw a twist to it. You know the guy. She's been seeing the guy. Oh, well, now that's a different ball. She's still, she, she's still screaming rape. If, if there's a stranger in my house... At two in the morning. First of all, my daughter knows I'm crazy as hell, and she knows that that ain't gonna happen. So if dude's up in there and she's screaming rape, I will. I, my daughter knows I will die for you. You call my my daughters right now. They know daddy will die for me. And if she brought a dude up in there, she knows that dude's life is at risk because I will die for her. So what would you do, Andrew? If I knew the dude or if I didn't know the dude? If you knew the dude. If I knew the dude, well, see, first of all, I'd have beat his ass, and me and her would have a major problem. I wouldn't have shot him, but I'd have beat his ass. Because <laughs> he disrespected my house. And me and, me and, me and Gunsling already had a conversation. Okay, but whose fault, whose fault is that? Because a lot of times... It's her fault. But I already had a conversation with him that this is my house, bro. And you will not disrespect my daughter nor my house. Do we have an understanding? Because it's going to be me and you. And you got 250 pounds of upset nigga that's going to come at you. <laughs> we can't say that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, just, I'm telling you the truth. We have had this conversation. We will sit down and we will have a conversation, me and him. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's why you got the 
clear on what's going to happen if you catch I, I let him know. I sit down, me and him, and I sit down and say, let me explain some situation. Let me explain what the rules are, and let me explain what I'm going to hold you to, because it's going to be me and you, and you are not going to like the result. Mm-hmm. But what about holding your daughter? My house, you will not disrespect my house, and this is my daughter, and you will not disrespect my daughter. If I ever hear that you put your hold hands on, on my on, daughter, on, buddy, hold on, hold on. nothing's going she can say that's gonna save you because it'll be me and hold you. On. Somebody just asked a very important question. Yeah. Are, are, are you gonna hold your daughter responsible for her part? You know right I am. Hmm. But right I'm not gonna beat her down. Right then and there. No, I said I'm not gonna beat her down. She's gonna have issues, but I ain't gonna beat her down. But shouldn't you be able to do? We got an issue. First of all, like I said, if I know the good dude, me and him have had a sit down. And my daughter knows that that she don't want to put her boyfriend in that situation because I will break him in half. I, I feel and if like she I has any people to do, you're going to say, my dad is crazy, and and you know what? You, you don't, you know, hey, we can go somewhere. You ain't coming up in here. Because if my dad comes in, it ain't going to be pretty. Basically. All right, now, if, that's if I know the guy, because she's not going to date anybody that I haven't met. That's one of the rules. You don't date anybody until we meet him. Okay, hold on, hold on. I think somebody was trying to um, chime in. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, I, this is Bish. I was just saying, I think that you're, you're I think that as a father, it's, it's not only your responsibility to protect your daughter from other people, but it's your responsibility to protect your daughter from herself. And if, right. I think if we don't do a good job at teaching them to make good decisions, you know, and I think they're holding somebody else more accountable for your daughter's decision than holding your daughter accountable for her own decision, I think that's, that's a bad example uh, to te- in terms of teaching her because she's got to understand that she's ultimately responsible for the decisions she makes and that she has to face the repercussions. And so, you know, making him pay, it may make you feel better, but you just taught your daughter the wrong lesson because ultimately he wasn't doing anything that she didn't invite him, ask him, and encourage him to do. But you're holding him accountable as if he, he, as if, as if he did something wrong to her when he did it. He did with, well, with teenagers what teenagers do. What you're neglecting to understand is my daughter knows me and knows that that's just not going to be tolerated. So me walking in on her, her and her boyfriend in the house is not even close to going to be happening because she understands. We've had the conversation. We, she understands. She ain't bringing no babies up in this house. She, these things are not going to be tolerated. And she wants to act like an adult. She needs to take care of herself. Well, earlier we said that we all snuck in houses, so it's it's nothing different than from that time to this time. Guys are still sneaking in in somebody's house, and I'm quite sure that father has told that daughter the same thing, respect my rules. Now, and the guy's asking you this because what if that, okay, yeah, I can get over on that. What if that was one of your daughters, you know, which was if, the girl. if it was me and 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 in my situation, all right. If 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 it was my, you know, you know, I was the boyfriend, and it was my. First of all, my daughter's not gonna have a boyfriend that that I don't sit down with. And if I sat down with a dude, a big dude, that sat down with me and said, "Let me tell you something, buddy," and he had the conversation that I've had, 
I would not think twice about walking up in their house and disrespecting this dude. Most of the time when, when, when I was when I was tipping, there wasn't no dude around. Hey, I got a question for you, bro. Ahead, do you man. ever do you ever sit down with the dudes and their fathers at the same time? They have babies? What's that? You, you, the, the boys already have babies? No, no. The young man and his father. No, I never had that situation. Dude come over and meet me. He doesn't bring daddy with him. I mean, I think that would set a, a, a precedent. I mean, if you had to the father's buy-in, too, and he probably could size up the dad as well, you know. You know, the sad thing about it is most of the daddies aren't around. In our community, it's like 70. Mm-hmm. And the ones that are around don't care enough to tell the dude, go out and tap what you can tap. It's the few and far between the dudes on this call that that that, that, that care enough to, to step up and say, uh-uh, that's not going to happen here. And if your daughter knows you and knows what you won't put up with, she ain't going to try some stuff like that because she knows you're crazy. Well, I'm quite sure. No, I, I mean, I, I was just saying because I'm a father of sons. I mean, they're not older yet, but, you know, I'm looking at it from a different perspective as well, you know. Cause, mm-hmm. Well, when, when I if mean, she, if, well, if your son dated my daughter, you got to let him finish, Andrew. You got to let him finish. Because let's say, for instance, if the, if the situation is worse, let's say this situation is flipped around and, you know, my son, he's hot and heavy with your daughter, and then you busting in the room, threatening him and all that type stuff, I'm going to come at you too. That's cool. I'm I'm strapped and I'm ready. I mean, hey, hey, but I mean that's that's the thing is, if you set a precedent before where you say, okay, is there a chance I can meet your dad? This, that, and the other. I mean, your your whole argument is no no dude out of messing my daughter or someone just you know beat his ass. I mean, no, I didn't say I that. Think, I, I said think, you're not going to disrespect my house and my daughter. Pretty much. I think that's a very destructive Most of the time, mentality. most guys are not going to bring their daddy to meet you. Uh, I mean, most you never, you have ne- to meet you never daddy, know. And when you say to the daughter, you're not going to date somebody till you meet me, they're going to bring the dude when they're ready to bring him to, to go yeah. out with him. But that, that guy's not going to come up with his daddy. At least that's yeah, not that's, what I saw. That's not what he's saying. That's not what he's saying. He's saying if you sat the guy down and take the next step, to say, well, let me meet your parents. If not your father, let me meet your parents, your mother. Let me, you know, so we can all be in unison about what's about to happen with this relationship. He's saying that that's the better way to go, so then everybody will be on board. I'm hoping that's, you know, I said it right. That's that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, you don't just sit the sun down and start cleaning your gun in front of them and saying what's not going to happen in your house because it don't have to happen in your house. You know, it, it could happen over his boy's house. He could hit your daughter, and it, you know, over at his boy's house when his parents are not home. You know, but and we all know that's what goes down. down. Yeah, but you know, right, there's a now, way. If you, if you catch it now, if you catch it, you have both sets of parents. 
that are gonna that are gonna you know deal with their kids as opposed to just you trying to deal with your kid and you know the boyfriend. Now you got you know if you do it the way homeboy just talked about, now you got both sets of parents handling that, and that's gonna be much more effective. Of course. You know the bottom line is is that people are gonna do what they want to do. And all the, all the rules you put down, if they decide they're going to do something, there's nothing you can do to stop it. But he asked me if I walked in my daughter's room at 2 in the, in the morning and, and she's crying, crying rape, what would I do? Okay, that's a different situation. Now, you may sit back and say, well, you know, maybe he's not really raping her. Maybe I need to call the police and investigate this. I'm telling you what, if I walked in my daughter's room and there's a dude in her bed that I don't know that, that she's screaming rape, me and dude are going to have an issue. Mm. And one of us probably aren't going to walk out of there. So would you ever get to the point where you would sit them, sit them both down and say, okay, now what's really going on? Before you react. If I walked in my daughter's room at 2 in the morning and, and some dude was in there and she's screaming rape, I would act. What if she wasn't screaming rape and they were just having sex and you stopped? That's it? a different ball game. But, but the situation was she's screaming rape. Well, yeah. Well, that's a given. If, if I walked in and they were just rolling, then we're going to have a conversation. If I didn't know the guy, we're going to have a conversation. No, I'm just a- I mean, you know, but if she, if I walk in and she's yelling rape, me and me and dude are gonna have a situation. What if what if she yell rape and she's on top? <laughs> yeah, all of man. Come on, really, man. I mean, I mean, if you walk in and 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 you walk in the room and and some dude is 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 with your wife and she's screaming rape, would you have a conversation or would you have a situation? If you definitely got a situation either way. <laughs> either way. You can either way you, got you walk in there and some dude is rolling on your wife and she's screaming rape, would you sit down and try to figure out what the situation is or would you react? I would have to see some evidence. I would have to see a knife, maybe a black eye. But if I don't if I'm walking in the room and I don't hear no fighting and no tussling and I just walk in and she see me and just scream rape, that's gonna be suspicious to me. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, and there's there's a difference between reacting to stop what's going on and to get control of the situation and reacting to do damage to somebody. So I don't think I, I would assume that all of us on this call, if our wife said rape, we wouldn't be like, well, let me see a bruise. We we get the dude off and probably take him down. But then I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't go about whooping him. I wouldn't go about shooting him. I wouldn't go about, you know, you, you know, you call police and get all that stuff worked out. But we would all stop it from happening at that moment because it yeah, could exactly. be true. Yeah, but we wouldn't, exactly. I mean, we we you know, wouldn't be then kill a dude. Well, I mean, you know, but I mean, we're gonna walk in, and and if dude, if if our wife is yelling rape, we're gonna react. Mm-hmm. We're gonna stop the situation, and if we think this guy's threatening her and us, we probably would react with with all kind of violence. Let me drop a monkey wrench if I might, folks. Go ahead. Um. Probably everyone on here has probably seen the movie Crash. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, with the situation where uh, the guy's wife. Oh. Yeah. That's not um, even good to talk about. I know. Mm. I don't remember seeing that. Not movie. even good. 
That's not even good to talk about. Them, I know. That's, I, how, that's, bad, that's, rough one, that's how bad it was, man. Yes. Okay. What happened? What happened? Well, there was a, a a cop pulled over uh pulled over a black couple and uh and he started he stuck his finger she had a dress on with no oh, underwear. Yeah, and she stuck right. his I finger well, um, mm, mm. Right. Okay. Yeah, that was a that was a unique situation, but you know, the, the monkey wrench I wanted to ask. Um, you know, in in the context of your marriages again, that was an extreme unique situation. Don't really want to talk about that per se, but now that I got you focused, <laughs> what if your what if your wife was raped? I mean, legitimate. She was not uh, cheating. Um, you know, what if there was a situation? You know, you guys are married. You know, happily married. Everything is cool. But you know, guess what? She's out shopping, or you know, and she's grabbed or kidnapped and accosted, and you know, she comes home. And the gentleman talks about, you know, black and eyes. You know, she she has a legitimate black eye, and she comes home to you and says, I, "I was just raped," you know, or you know, she's a, she's accosted in your home. You know, how do you how do you come back from that situation? You know, if your wife were to be raped, because that would be a difficult uh, situation. Um, I would think to proceed. You know, your marriage would be totally different after that point. So, you know, the monkey wrench, I guess, I want to ask is that, you know, what if your wife was raped? Well, I, mean, I, mean, I hear that situation, and what comes to my mind is no matter how difficult that is for me, it's 100 times worse for her. And so at that point, it's just about helping her heal and get better and, you know, deal with the damage that was done by that situation. That wouldn't even be about me. I would my needs would completely be you know irrelevant for a long period of time, um, and it would just be about helping her heal from something like that. That's just that's, that's rough. Yeah, I don't. You know, I think we've all way. had to thought about that. You know, that's a tough situation. Yeah, and I don't think that's one of those situations where somebody on this line could probably right now definitively say what they would do. Because, it, I mean, you just don't – that's one of the things you just don't know. I think, unfortunately, you got to live through that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to make you a man or show how much of a man you are. You, you are. Because, you know, we talk about, you know, if we walked in and somebody was raping, you know, somebody, how would react? I, I think we can think how would we react. We don't know, you know, for sure, but we can think about it. But, you know, that's a difficult deal. Well, I think a better question would be uh, if women, you know, are wives now, uh, a lot of this uh, molesting went on during the time when they were growing up, and uh, some women were raped as little girls. They were molested and raped on occasion. And, um, And now, you know, the aftermath, like my man Dyson said, you know, this woman had to now grow up and have a kid by her uncle and now she had to live through that and she's married again I believe I think she had more kids I don't know if Dyson's still on the line but okay but she had more kids and she tried to move on with her life and and it was very very difficult um, to even uh, have sex with a, another person uh, for a while uh, 
so psychological treatment was was very needed, and it's still to this day since when she looked at her son, she see her uncle. So a better question would be is how do you deal with a wife that went through that and you just found out? That's, yeah, I think that's real world there. That's that's a tough deal. Because there's certain things I don't think a, a a person would be able to do with his wife based off of her history or her bad history or her childhood history. I don't think that it would be um, certain things can't be done. That's a vice you know? versa too, brother. Yeah. What do you mean vice versa? I mean, a lot of things that, that that are in our history that they probably wouldn't want to deal with either if they knew about it. Well, what can be as bad as that? I mean, there's things that could be bad. I mean, it all depends on your wife. It all depends on what her tolerance level is. You know, let's say you slept, you slept with 25 women and didn't tell them. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a lot of things, you know. No, I wouldn't even go that far. I would say, you know, as he said, vice versa. Because, you know, it seems that the, the conversation lends itself to talking about women, cases where our sons are raped. Um, you know, you just talked about, uh, you know, a teacher, you know, uh, raping a male, male student, um, you know, that happens. So, you know, I think when you talk about childhood, um, you know, an even better question would be, you know, what, what if your son was raped and, you know, would you feel differently about it if the perpetrator was a, a male or a female. You know, I think I think male rape is probably even worse than female rape because I mean you you gotta deal with a whole another set of issues there. Yeah. Oh yeah. When a male is raped and this is I, I don't know for sure because there's no statistics out there that proves this point what I'm about to make. But a lot of males that get raped, those are the ones that grow up confused rather in whether they're a man or want to be a, a woman. Um, uh, one of my boys, I don't know if he cared to say anything, but, you know, um, he believed that his brother was gay from jump. I believe something had to, he had to be touched in some kind of way. Um, and I always believe that, you know, Somebody just not born that way. Something had to happen. It had to be a, I believe it had to be something that happened in order for them to grow up that way, uh, to try to impede that on other children or uh, in order for them to say that, hey, I was born this way. You know, um, yeah, I know I a lot of it. Go ahead. I disagree with that. I don't think that 100% of the time it's uh, because they were molested or, or raped. That's not 100% of the, the cases. I mean, we have, mm-hmm. you know, for example, children are born with autism. You know, children are de- born with uh, developmental uh, disabilities. So, you know, it's not 100% of the cases you can't link to their uncle was touching them, you know, when they were a little, you know, a little child or whatever, a toddler. You know, that's not that's not 100% of the cases. So you believe, you believe. I, I, I believe. I think some of them, you know, just just have, you know, identified that way. You know, either there wasn't a male in the house or 
where you know there was there was you know that kind of situation that was you know inbred in the family. You know, I don't think they were always raped. Well, the reason why I think that is, I mean, when I say touched in some kind of way, that means to me like uh, not only in a sexual way, but you know, a guy was raised around ten women. You know, or he was the only male in the house, and you know, in order, in order to get along with the girls and play with the little girls, he had to play with dolls instead of trucks. You that's know, different. Or he was, that's different. That's two totally different scenarios. Right. So these are these these what I'm talking about. Uh, you know, why guys grow up this way, and and a lot of them say I was, I just didn't believe that they would just say they were born this way. Yes, you're born physically disabled, but you're not born. Uh, disabled in a way where you don't know what your gender is and you want to be on the other side. I don't, that's what I don't believe. I, you know, I, I, I agree with the other gentleman that was speaking in that it's not a hundred percent of the time that that happens. Um, I feel like I read somewhere that there is a disproportionate amount of uh, both men and women who are homosexual that were uh, molested as children. So I think that can lead to confusion uh, you know, on some level, but ultimately, you know, when you talk about being growing up around women and stuff like that, I, I would ask you: Is there any amount of dolls that you could play with in your life that would make you want to do something with a dude? <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just don't think. I don't think that. I think there's point. no amount of dolls. Got that right. No, I just yeah, I just made that statement. I played with because, dolls when I was a kid. I had a GI Joe with the Kung Fu grip. That's that's a different type of doll. But you know, all, a lot of these guys, you know, um, and like I said, I, I I don't have a vast knowledge of this. But when they grow up, and I only have you know one case that I know of for sure, that the guy uh, he did not tell his wife that he was molested. And he got married, you know, trying to be on the right side of the fence. And um, and she was pregnant. She got pregnant, but he believed that he wanted to go on the other side because, you know, because that's what he felt after he was touched. He didn't feel like he could be um, – he was a full man. And that's the way – the best way he could explain it. And uh, and I didn't know how to explain, hey, bro, I don't know if you're a man or not. You know, I look like a man to me, but – you know, in his mind, since certain things happened, he it, it led him to confusion, and he was just trying to fit the shoes of a man in society that was considered a man. He went to uh, this Catholic uh, school growing up, this um, Catholic academy or Catholic school, and, and a priest touched him, and... Um, and he was molested throughout the years there. But when he got out of there, you know, he became, he tried to become a normal person. And um, as far as a man is concerned, what America's man is, a married man with a job, with a family, house, kids. But now he's at a point where he doesn't know if he is, uh, 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 he wants to be gay or he wants to be heterosexual. Yeah, and I would say that he went about it the wrong way, um, the wrong route, uh, because you can't really just get married and start having a family, and that's going to absolve the trauma that he felt, that he experienced as a 
as a child. And, you know, honestly, you know, my advice would be, would have been uh, to seek professional help, you know, prior to getting married and, you know, bringing another child into the world and, and, and that sort of thing. I mean, you you would have to deal with you would, you would have to deal with that on a professional level, um, you know, to talk about it because that that stuff is not going. You can't just get married and, and, and live happily ever after and just and just sweep this stuff under the rug. That's not gonna that's not gonna fly. So you know, I mean, in in that case, I would have I would have suggested you know prior to the marriage, prior to getting his wife pregnant, um, you know, he should have sought some uh, professional help. I don't think it's too late for that. Um, you know, he can definitely uh, still do that even today. But uh, professional help would, would be required, in my opinion, to to get over, you know, some of those uh, demons, I guess, or those experiences that um, he experienced as, as a child. So what do we think about the people in the church? Because um, obviously his parents trusted him to be in a school now, just like we trust people uh, in our church. You know, we're we're fathers, they're fathers, you know, uh, they're deacons, we're in the choir or whatever the case is. Um, and then we trust our, our family, our children uh, with these people. Um, in case in point, Bishop Eddie Long, you know, um, he was trusted with young men, uh, young boys and uh and he was a married man, and he often preached about homosexuality and uh, and how wrong it is. So at what point and what signs do we pay attention to when, our, when we are in church and we're trying to be in the Word and we're trying to tell our kids who they can and cannot trust when we really don't put no boundaries on the people in the church? I think that the same rules apply... Uh, with people in the church as people from the school, kids in the neighborhood. You know what I mean? No, you're not going to be alone with this person. No, you're not going to spend the night. You, you, I mean, you, you, I mean, you, you can't just say, okay, you're in the church. I trust you. Go ahead over there and spend the weekend. You know what I mean? Are they being molested in the church? I mean, where's the act going to happen? Well, you know, I don't know where the act happened in Billy uh, Bishop Eddie Long's church. He's He's – uh, he was a popular guy, uh, had tons of people around him all the time. So how did he get his hands on these young boys? Because they went on trips with him. Yep. But that's not they the only on, place it happened, right? They went out no, of town with him. Yeah, it, it wasn't the only only um, time that happened with that's him. That's probably that where it started, right? That was the common – they would have – you know, he would – take one of these guys up under their wing, he'll be like, you know, his helper carrying his Bible or whatever. And and yeah. why 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 did he take them under his wing? Because they probably didn't have no dad and he saw that they was vulnerable. Exactly. I wanna take a step back. Hey, oh, yeah. I need Please. to send y'all I need to send, I wanna send something to you all. And I'll send it through Rodney. Uh but um there is a there is a study out there that says that um there's no one cause for um you know homosexuality but the one common ingredient in uh homosexuality is 
uh, in some cases, uh, I've seen studies between 75 and up to 95% of people that are that consider themselves homosexual, that they have been sexually abused as children. Mm. It may not be the the only determining factor. However, that is a factor in uh, or common factor among homosexuals. And on top of that, homosexuals actually have uh, have sexual experiences much younger than heterosexuals. So if they're having them much younger, then obviously that means that they're being raped. Hmm. Wow. I have to throw a wet blanket on that conversation, but... Mm. Yeah, send that to Rodney, cause, um, because I was... I was leaning, that's what I stated earlier. I didn't have any, any documentation, but that's what I strongly believe because of everybody that I know that that way or leaning towards that side uh, has had been touched. And, and that was just probably in the circle of people I know. I'm not, I don't know every homosexual in the world, but I'm just saying yeah, the circle of people. You get people that have been touched and aren't homosexuals too. So, I mean... You get people right. that, that that that's been touched and 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 they've gotten over it. You get people that go that get incarcerated and and get involved with these homosexual activities and come out and be just as manly as you know you or I. So I mean, again, I I'm not buying into that. I think that you know it it lies within the the nature of the person. So, so your argument saying it's somebody's nature that they're dumb or they're stupid. I mean, you can say it's your nature to be anything, and that's. I think that's a. That's a. a and I'm not trying to be disrespectful. But I think that's a lazy platitude. I think we have enough uh, research out there that that says that, you know, yeah, not everybody that's touched is going to be. Um, Gay, you know, gay. But there are studies out there that say, yeah, that might not be the determining factor, but it is a common ingredient among homosexuals. Right, and that was my point. It's not one hundred percent. It's definitely not one hundred percent. And yeah, I well, kind of put. It, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'm just saying. I mean, you're right, but I think that there's other factors that can go into it too, and I think that also. A person not being touched, but just like he said earlier, a person grew up with girls. There was no man in the house. There's a lot of that. There's no man in the house raised by a woman and sisters. And then somehow, and you talk about the sisters all the time talking about boys. So now they're like, ooh, you know, boys. And and they never develop a liking for women. So, I mean, there's other factors that, that, you know, I mean, we got to do the research on all of it other than just saying, okay, well, the man that got touched is probably the one that's nine times out of ten become gay. I think there's other ways that they arrive to that point. Right. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I mean, I think that there, I would say, I'm not saying it's foolproof. What I'm saying is that is a common ingredient. Sure. So what I'm saying is that may not be the determining factor. However, it, in more times than not, it is a common it is a common ingredient. Sure. Yeah. 
And, and again, I agree with that, and I think that they both are a common ingredient too because there's also, I think, if you think about the statistics of one, a male being touched by another male versus a male being raised by a woman with no man around, I think that there will be more, a, more of a common um, situation where the, the male is raised by a woman with no male around. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Because there's more of that than there are the more boys getting touched. I believe. I mean, I yeah, but I mean that. I mean, so so let, let's let's break that down from a statistical standpoint. Sure. That you that is that is correct. Okay. However, if you look at the amount of statistically speaking, I can only go by what I've researched and read. Sure. There's only the gay population only makes up one percent of our population. Okay. So what I'm saying is it's, that I think it's about five percent somewhere between. One yeah, and five. It's, yeah, you know, it's growing every day. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It is growing every day. It's rather strong and growing, but uh, it's. Um, I think uh, what we have to do is, um, you know, even with people that are. Or, or boys that are in situations where the mother is, um, you know, doesn't have a, a man around or a positive rail model. I mean, I do think that that's a contributing factor as well. I mean, I think that if you have, if that's the archetype that you see every day, then obviously at some point that's what you're going to feel and that's the way you, way you should go. Mm-hmm. But I do think, I think also on the other end, I mean, I'm glad that this subject is, you know, the whole rape molestation thing, because I think, especially, I know we're not supposed to bring race into it, but I want to just interject this piece, is that sure. I think black people, not so much they may be in a denial, but I think they may be embarrassed about the realities of how much uh, molestation and sexual perversion runs rampant in our community. And we don't like to admit to that. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that 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 causes problems in our relationship. Like when one of the callers brought up, well, what if your, you know, your spouse revealed that something happened to him or her, you know, earlier in, in life, you know, that you, there's no way to, that you can control that. However, it does have an impact on your relationship. Sure. I'm glad you said that, brother. I heard of a case recently, true story, um, you know, where there was a, there was a marriage divorce and a subsequent remarriage, and there was a stepson and a daughter, which was not his biological sister. You know, because it's two different relationships where these children, you know, were involved. So they have no relation at all. And, you know, touchy subject, you know, we can, I don't remember the ages, you know, of the stepson and the and the, the, the daughter. Um, you, know, you know, we can talk about this with scale because, you know, just imagine in, in scenario number one, if the stepson, uh, raped a toddler girl that's not his sister versus scenario number two, as we talked about earlier, 
where the stepson raped his, you know, they're both teenagers, and he raped mm-hmm. his teenage uh, half-sister or whatever you want to call it. I mean, two different scenarios, uh, very real, um, and you talk about embarrassment. Um, you know, but what about in the cases where a stepson rapes the biological daughter of the family, if it's, you know, just to kind of give you some clarity on what I'm talking about here, but, you know, what about those cases? And, again, in one case where you have a an older child, maybe he's a young adolescent or teenager, rapes a, a toddler girl, in the second scenario, um, two teenagers, you know, and he, he, he legitimately rapes her. What? Hmm. Say that one say that one more time, Rodney. That was a lot. Yeah, two scenarios. You have a stepson in the home and you know, your daughter in the home, your biological daughter and scenario one. Stepson rapes young toddler girl. Scenario two, they're both the same age, but he he jumps on. He he rapes her. There's no you know there's no attraction from 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 her to him, but he rapes her. I mean, but what are you asking? I mean, rape is rape at that point. Yeah, what do, what do you what do you do with the stepson at that point? You lock you lock him up. Hmm. I mean, that's kind of that's, that's that's easy to say when, when right. that's not your child. I believe that's what his point is. That's um, your wife's child. That's your wife's son. You're just gonna say, "All right, you know, we're going to lock him up." Because guess what? Your wife is probably not gonna believe, as the brother said, is that she's gonna be in denial. She's gonna be embarrassed, possibly, but probably in denial and not even acknowledge that it's a, an actual case. So, you know, just locking him up. Locking up your wife's son. That's not going to fly. So what are we going to do? Take away his Xbox? Well, I'll tell you what. This happened to a friend of mine, and it ended their marriage. Mm. She sided with her daughter, and he sided with his son, and it ended their marriage. Something didn't happen. Real talk there. Yeah, but what, something didn't happen. And, and again, like the uh, person said earlier, the sit-down didn't happen. Now, I, I'm not saying we can prevent everything from happening, but there are steps that you can take to prevent these things from happening. And if you stay away from a conversation that goes like this, you all are not to be physical. You, I mean, the, 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 this is now your system. But but she she believed her daughter and he believed his son and I mean that that's just what it came down to and I mean it just they just took their sides and and you know it, it just went like that. Hmm. Hmm. Or or we can even take it a step further when the stepson and the daughter. As someone said earlier, someone mentioned you can't control who your son or daughter falls in love with. So what if there's a case where maybe there is no rape? Maybe they legitimately like each other. She likes her half-brother. He likes his half-sister. You know, what do you do in, in that case where, and maybe they're grown, you know? Maybe they're grown. You, you and the missus got remarried and, you know, everything is good, but you have these children who are not related or from other relationships, and they're like, hey, 
Shorty kind of cute. Hey, homie kind of cute. Let's get it together. But they're half sister mm-hmm. and brother now. You know, yeah, so how do you... There's no conversation, man. That's like saying, you know, son, I know you got your driver's license, but you can't drive my Porsche. I know you want to drive my Porsche, but you can't drive my Porsche. I know you might know where the keys are, but don't drive my Porsche. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the conversation has to happen. Mm. And, again, I'm not saying that that is the end all the be all. You know, I'm I'm not saying that that's going to prevent it, but I'm saying you at least got to do your due diligence to let them know these are. This is the situation now. These are the rules. This is what you can and cannot do. Yeah, it might be easier said than done. I. That's what I just said. I'm not saying it works, but you at least got to try to instill. Yeah. You know, now th- th- this is now your sister. We married into this family. I mean, it is what it is. Mm. Well, go ahead. Somebody else had something to say. The reason why, um, and and a, a real reason why I brought this subject up is because um, I, I, I said a couple of shows ago that I had a friend. I won't repeat his name now, uh, but uh, he he got married to a, a man, and you know he asked to come on the show, and uh, be, you know because he's a married man now, and married men don't talk. So I've recently apologized for the the comments that I made towards him about um, him being a married man, married to a man, uh, coming <laughs> to the show. <laughs> but uh, but he and I, we we, we, we kind of went to the same church. We kind of grew up together, you know, in the same church choir. And, um, and he recently revealed something to me. Uh, he could, we was in a choir, and every time that, uh, that, we had to have private lessons. We had to go with this deacon to do further training. Okay. Particular friend, he went to do further training with this deacon. And everybody who went to go do further training with deacon so-and-so, he, they always came back different, in my opinion, even as a young child, 10 years old. I was like, man, why are you acting like that now? You know, so, so me and my man, you know, uh, we grew up together and uh, went to the same high school and enjoyed females and all that other stuff, partying and all that, whatever we did. But as I said earlier, he got married to a man, and when I told him, I'm like, how did you make this turn? And he said, um, he said, remember when this deacon wanted to have you to go to these private lessons and I told you no, and that, you, that you shouldn't go? And, I, and you thought I was trying to be, this is him talking to me. He said, you thought I was trying to be like, you know, um, outshine everybody. And I was trying to, you know, you, um, I thought he was trying to at that time. Well, you wanted to be over there so you can sing the best, so you can get all the lead songs. Because those guys who had that, quote, unquote, professional training from this deacon, they got to sing solos. In, in front of the choir, and I was like, "Man, I want to do a solo. You know, I, I got some, I got some vocals. I want to do it too. But you got to go to training." And my man yeah. was—he was always telling me, trying to prevent me from going. He's like, "Nah, man, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that." And I was like, "You just don't want me to take no solos, so you can sing all the solos." He just now revealed to me recently uh, that he was being raped by this deacon. 
and he didn't want this to happen to me. And this kind of blew my mind because I that's why, I, if you can remember, I told you guys that when I saw him get married on TV, it blew me away because I knew this guy, and I know he wasn't gay. And I and I just knew it with all my 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 chest, with all my heart. That this this not this dude because he was always a certain way, but he let me know his turnaround point was during the times uh, that he spent with this deacon. Doing everybody trusted this deacon too. He had two kids. His two kids was in the choir, um, and he would take private lessons and say you got a gift he would he would hype the kid up you know whoever he wanted to take to his house you got a gift and i'm going to ask your mother can i train you personally and that's how he would come at the kid and the kid would be like all bright-eyed and they and the next one would be like hey you you, you when you gonna hit me up you know and then they try to sing louder to get his attention but it wasn't really about that my man told me he was just taking people to his house and molesting them and raping them and he was raped on several occasions, and uh, and he just he just now told me that, and I and I and I and I almost came in tears because this dude saved me. So 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 that's where you come up with the notion that uh, a man will probably turn gay when he was touched by another man because of I your personal experience. No, I didn't come up with that notion. Like my man said, that's often the common denominator. Uh, when somebody's being touched. I said also earlier that I don't have any statistics on that, but I know the people in my personal circle that every last one of them turned up to be that way were personally touched. And that did, I wasn't speaking for the whole entire... I'm talking about your personal experience. So you, with your personal experience with friends that you've had that have been turned out, so to speak, because that's what it is. If they've been yeah, touched yeah, by yeah, another yeah, man, yeah. okay, that okay, I got you. I just want yeah, to get that, some clarification because right, yeah, all, my, all you know is from what you know. Right, I know the other way because I had a cousin that grew up with a mother, no father, and a sister that turned out gay from a very young age. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So you know, and 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 maybe there was a couple other people that had that same situation that weren't touched. They eventually got touched because they were apparently gay, but, you know, in the beginning it was because, and then they were a little feminine. But you, but you, also, have, you also have the flip side of that with girls, women who are turned out because they're touched. They're molested. Yes. They're a little sure. fat, you know. Sure. On the, you know, and on, on the, from a heterosexual standpoint, you know, and that all stemmed from you know, somebody molesting them or raping them or whatever the case may be. But, you know, so we have that on both, you know, uh, both situations, um, both sides of the coin, rather. But, you know, and that's why specifically I have two daughters um, and, and one son. But um, specifically, this is a prime example of why a man will never teach my daughter's piano. Now, maybe I'm biased. But and not, and I'm not saying, fellas, that a woman couldn't potentially molest my daughters as well. But under no circumstances, when I when I'm looking at this is the I think this is the third piano teacher, the third piano teacher that I've had. When I'm 
researching piano teachers. If it's a male, I keep keep moving. I don't care how talented he is or how great he is or how good he can teach. God bless you. But you won't be teaching my daughters because I'm not putting them in a situation as much as I can control because these situations um, are unfortunately frequent. So, again, not saying that a female piano teacher can't molest them. Nothing is impossible, but I've made a decision that uh, they're not having no male teachers, and neither will my son. If he decides to take piano, we're going to get a female piano teacher. Hmm. See, 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 I don't know. See, see, you putting it on, <laughs> as a parent, you putting it on somebody else. Because because basically what you're doing is now you're depriving them. This could be a world-renowned piano teacher from wherever that your daughter just has been that great. She's been chosen to go and get lessons from this cat, and you would say no because of a phobia. I believe that we need to talk to our children and tell them, say, look, and first of all, you're not going to leave your daughter alone with another man anyway, unless he's anyway. relative. And sometimes well, even Not even that. That's not even safe. Not even that. So you stay in the piano lesson with your daughter, first of all. But second of all, we need to talk to them and say, okay, we need you to understand when something ain't right. And no matter how bad it is, I need you to come and tell me when you feel uncomfortable around a certain person. Because it could be a teacher. It could be a gym teacher. It could be somebody that's beyond your control. But if they're not educated to understand when they're being violated, you're going to be short. And then you're going to be depriving them of all these people for nothing because it might not even be them that come at her. Mm. Man. You know what I mean? You've got to let them know. Say, you know, if somebody puts their hand on your knee, that's a problem. I need to know about that. Right. If somebody touches you or somebody says this to you or asks you this kind of question, I need to know about that. You feel uncomfortable and then feel comfortable to come to me as your parent and let me know what's going on. What happens is we 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 try to control it and say, well, we're not going to let them go over here. We're not going to let them go over there. And they're still not prepared for when the enemy comes. Mm. And that's scary. That's scary. Because oftentimes we're not looking at the ones that, that that are harmful. We're looking at the ones that are harmless to teach our children or to trust. We're thinking that we can, oh, yeah, I can trust her or I can trust him. You know, I can trust this person or that person. And those are the ones who are sometimes doing the damage to our children. You, you don't know where it's going to come from. That's right. the point. We don't know who it is, where it's going to come from. You don't know what boyfriend that they're going to date that's going to end up beating them. You don't know. Right. He could be the one you pick. He could be the wow. one that you pick. But he ended up beating your girl, I mean your daughter. You don't know. But mm. then if she doesn't know how to react to it when it happens, that's the problem. Then they live in it. And then they believe it's their fault. They did something wrong. Or I'm too ashamed to tell people that I have a boyfriend that beats me. That's the issue. We need to educate yeah. these kids on what to look for and how to handle it. And let them know the first sign of this, I need to know so I can come protect you. But if you don't tell me, I can't protect you. Mm. Man, that's good words. And on, and on that note, I would just like to flip the script a little bit. Uh, we, we, we are some 
awesome men of integrity. You try to make the right decisions at every turn, you know. Uh, I, I know mostly every brother on this call uh, to, to, to be a certain way. I hold them to a certain standard uh, as they hold me to a certain standard. And a lot of times we're going into this new era where we're growing. And like Mike Tyson, Michael Jackson, John Travolta, and CeeLo Green, and Sean Penn, we're going to also be one of the ones that could be accused one day of uh, doing something that we don't supposed to be doing. Like, you know, and I, I don't like bringing this up, but I oftentimes think about it. Uh, you know, I was almost under attack, or my integrity was. You know, I was trying to do one thing, and it was uh, misinterpreted as I was trying to get with someone. And and if I would have ever met this certain person, it probably would have been a, a, even more stories on it. So wh- how do we protect ourselves as men of integrity? And so many men of integrity have went down, as well as so, as so many innocent people has went down in this thing where they've been accused of molesting or rape or uh, inappropriate behavior with a young woman and discrediting us because we are men of standard or we are men of integrity. How do we protect ourselves from a non-disclosure agreement? How is that going to help? Because you get people to sign it before you do the deal. I don't understand how that's going to stop somebody from stating that you or accusing you of doing something that you had no intentions on doing or you didn't have even a thought about doing whatever. How do you I mean, yourself? because that will give people a moment of pause. Hmm. You all agree with that? I think I think relating to your situation, I don't know if there was if there was a opportunity to have any type type of agreement, um, you know, signed. But I will say that um, I think it's all in the way that you carry yourself, and that if you know, I mean, you, I mean, you got to know at some point you're walking around. You can't be oblivious to the fact that 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 end attack is going to come. And you gotta know, you gotta know that it's gonna come. We don't know where it's gonna come from. You see what I'm saying? But if you walk and talk and carry yourself in a manner where something like that would bounce off of you, I think you'll be fine. But don't find yourself in a situation getting weak when it's like, okay, you know, I, yeah, maybe I did talk to Tracy at the job just a little bit longer at the water cooler today. You know what I'm saying? When you put yourselves in a situation where people can say, hmm, maybe that might be right. Maybe maybe he did molest this person, or maybe he was a little too flirtatious with this person because of your character. You see, so you got to stay away from those examples. So people say, well, I've never seen him that way. So that couldn't be correct, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But that I know it's hard as it, but, but you're right, but you have a better chance of clearing your name if you got more people saying, nah, that ain't him. <laughs> Anybody else? Yeah, I mean, and two, you have to, I would say, 
you know, allow yourself to be alone, you know, where it's a one-on-one situation, you know, try to put yourself in a situation where there are other uh, employees around because, you know, it's easily easy to get caught up and then it's a he said, she said type deal and then most often, unfortunately, you know, the she said wins. So, you know, like the brother was saying is that, you know, definitely have some character witnesses, you know, to your character just from a general sense, but also put in some safeguards, some safety measures where, you know, you're not alone, you know, in the break room, just you, you and her because of the potential of it could go left, you know. Mm-hmm. The only issue that I have with, with that type of living personally is that um, some people are just tr- trusting by nature, and they don't have the ability uh, the ability to protect themselves from all potential possibilities, and it's just more comfortable for them to just trust and operate in that, that fashion. It seems like to me, you know, you either can be like a, a machine and, and protect yourself at all times, or you can just be loose and free and be subject to maybe somebody being able to potentially lie on you and it's just it's he say she say but like me I I'm is I just would rather just if I can't I can't function without trust and that's just how I f- operate you know what I mean I, I just don't want to have to protect myself I don't want to have to do all that when I'm dealing with people and so I don't and I mean I've never had no problems with somebody just saying that I did something that I didn't do but I'm not in, I don't want to have to protect myself at all times. I'd rather just be free and accidentally say too much or maybe talk too much or maybe reveal too much and just whatever happens, happens. You know, that's me. So you give mm-hmm. people the benefit of the doubt for the most part. Yeah, because yeah. I, I can trust myself. So I just treat people, you know, I just give them the benefit of the doubt and, and and hopefully I'm I'm uh, thorough enough and just got enough whatever to overcome whatever they throw at me. Yeah, I'm 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 the, I'm the opposite. You know, to me. Yeah, me too. You have to prove yourself first. Yeah. You know, I don't give nobody. To, I don't expect nothing out of you until you prove it to me. And that's yeah, man. You know, don't matter. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but the, the thing of it with me is. I'm the same way. I don't expect pretty much if if you ain't got the same blood pumping through your veins, if I didn't grow up with you or if I met you after 18 for the most part, ain't too much you can do that can surprise me. You know what I mean? That can catch me off guard. Now, I wish if you've never given me a reason not to trust you, I will put all my full, full trust in you. Um, I, I mean, I won't get let down, but I still treat them with full-blown trust because that's just the only way that I know how to operate. You said full blown trust. Not 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 full blown trust to this. Like I wouldn't give them my social security. I wouldn't give them the key to my home. I'm just saying when I'm talking to them, I'm just taking everything at face value unless they show me they're liars. Yeah. Yeah. Like if they say I mean, something to me, for the most part, I'm not thinking that they're lying. I got you. Yeah, I'm a little different. Um, everybody lies. <laughs> everybody lies. <laughs> Everybody got blood pumping through their veins. Everybody can get deceived by the devil. All of that stuff. You know what I mean? So, I mean, but why do you? Why do you? What are you protecting yourself from? Just, just anything that that, that could happen. 
anything that can happen. So for you to get in my circle, and, I'm, and, and my circle is very small, you know, consists of a couple people, a few people, you know what I'm saying? And even some of them you got to watch mm-hmm. because it may not be, you know what I'm saying, you can't control the influence that another person may be under. So they may come with good intentions, but you don't know anything about their, their, their influence. Their influence could be bigger than the both of you. So sometimes you've got to protect yourself from their influence of what they're doing. I don't, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about when you say that. Like, like, what can they possibly do to you? Okay, well, let's say you've got uh, one of your boys. Yeah. He's known for a long time, and he's dealing with something. Let's just say he's having a bad month. Right, and he's dealing with, uh, uh, let me just find an issue that may affect you. He's dealing with gambling, mm-hmm. right? He's got a gambling issue. So now he's on money hard. But that's your man. You see what I'm saying? But that negativity that he's going through right now, he's got a gambling so he's trying to find cash. He's trying to find whatever he can to feed that beast. So that's his influence that he can't handle. So now you bring him and his influence into your circle, if that makes any sense. Right. If you if you just so happen to have a friend with that type of vice, but exactly. you know that probably if you've been friends with him for a long time and you kind of, in my opinion, you kind of know how to deal with, you would know how to deal with that you coming like from him. To, but I'm saying you would like to know how to deal with it. But it's still, it, it, if it's overwhelming him, it could also overwhelm overwhelm you. So what I'm saying is you just can't trust a person all wholeheartedly anyway unless it, and even family members are going to turn on you. I think you need to break it down a little bit further, brother, because... I don't know, man. It's not... It's, not, it's too early for that. <laughs> I was trying to I mean, do it politically. I was trying to, you know, give them a political answer. I didn't want to do the other thing because then, you know, that's, that's very complicated. Yeah, I mean, I, I just thought you were going to go that direction when you talk about you don't know who is the influence over someone, but I got you. You know, we know, but, but again, you know, it's, 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 it's a touchy situation when you start talking about the spiritual aspect of it, because it, you know, because it, 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 it's, it's, it's tricky. I mean, we should be at that point right now in this conversation. We should be. You know what I'm saying? But the demons, so if we just say the demons without people thinking that we're just religious kooks, but people have certain demons that they're dealing with. And I don't want to deal with your demons. Well, well you know what I think for me, and the reason that I, I can, can kind of be the way that I am is because to the fullest extent, perhaps due to my, my, my experiences growing up or whatever, my I'm just my own man, so I can have any conversation with anybody and – Anybody, and and I can just just because it's their opinion or the way they look at things, it's not going to change the way I look. I, I have my own mind, and so I'm I'm comfortable in that. So I don't feel like whatever a person is dealing with is not going to drag me into it or or sway me one way or the other. That's good. Personally, That's good. And, and again, and again, you're right. And and we're not talking about having conversations. We're not talking about socializing, being social. All that's fine. All, yeah, all that's good. We're just talking about fully trusting an individual that's got uh, uh, blood pumping through their veins. <laughs> that's all I'm talking about. <laughs> that's the hard part. 
That's the hard part for me. Well, well when sorry. I say that, I'm just saying I'm dealing th- dealing with them at face value. I'm yeah. not, it has nothing to do with them getting in my pockets. It has nothing to do with them using anything of mine. It's just taking what they what come out of their mouth pretty much at face value, as long as it's believable. I mean, if it's unbelievable and there's no proof, you know, I mean, I can identify pretty much that they're lying, but I'm not looking for them to be lying. Sure, sure. I got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't think that 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 people really care about other what other people say off the top of their head. They, they don't care one way or another cuz it doesn't pertain to hurting their families or it doesn't pertain to their their monies or it doesn't pertain to their employment, you know, um and people really pay close attention to the things that that are close to them that well pretty much they they let their walls down when it comes to people who they are relaxed around. And um and, and that's what, you know, I think that I myself had a have a problem with. You know, I, I let my walls down a lot because I I take everybody at face value, especially when they holler, I'm a Christian. Uh automatically if a person says that they are Christian, then the first thing I do is if they got a daughter and I got a daughter and they got a son and I got a son yeah, sure, your son can hang out over here anytime they want. Or, yeah, my daughter can come over your house anytime they want. And I had to really start guarding um, what I allowed things to happen because of that. So I understand what, what Malcolm is saying, because no one usually have to prove themselves to me. If they say they're Christian, I really just believe that for face value and then go from there. And and that's that's oftentimes that's dangerous. Yeah, most yeah. times that's dangerous. Most times, most times, absolutely. Most well, okay, well, so, okay. So Darren, if that's the type of person you are, how do you not be that way? Like, what do you do? Do you just pretty much treat everybody like they may be lying? That's not you, right? That's you know, not, do you do you adapt that so maybe somebody can't? slander your name or, or you know you find, so you don't find yourself in any type of potential compromising position do you change who you are to protect yourself from that and that that's and that's what I was talking about earlier you know um what Rodney said earlier he said you know um uh and Tony Tony stated at first he said you know be if you are a certain way you got enough people that can vouch for you uh, and then and then Rodney turned around and said, you know, uh, if that's your integrity and and you know you're around enough people or you you know your um, TPI as the military used to call it two person integrity and you always got somebody to vouch for you, then uh, a lot of those things won't come to pass. But at a drop of a hat, I might not be around anybody. At a drop of a hat, if a woman comes to me in a store. And she says, "Hey, I got. Uh, I, I, I want you to pray with me." Or she says, "You know, hey, uh, I got uh, husband and wife issues at home, and you know, blase, blase. You know, that happened yesterday. And the first thing I thought about is not helping this person because of what almost happened to me before. And that would that that almost um, that could have disrupted." some things, you know, um, I didn't want to be accused of, you know, molesting this woman. It was just me and her, and all she had to do was say, you know, hey, this guy touched me inappropriately. 
when all I was doing was holding her hands and praying, you know, and 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 if they if they start asking me questions, were you guys alone? Yes. Did you hold her? Did you grab her hands? Well, I was holding her hand. Did you grab her hands? So they would try to twist, and all these screws start turning in my head as as what happened almost that last time, but nobody was around in this situation, so I couldn't be who I normally am because of what happened. You, if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, but would you say that you were smart in that situation? Would you say that you was on top of your game in that situation, that you kind of let yourself get infiltrated? I, in in one sense, you can state that, yeah, man, I protected myself. I got out of there unscathed. But in another situation where we're out to stop divorces, I could have failed. Mm, gotcha, I can consider gotcha. myself a failure because now I let this one thing happen to me stop me from helping this one person so so this is you you and a woman by you and a woman were alone and you were praying with her no i wasn't i had the opportunity but i didn't okay so so okay so you had the opportunity to pray with this woman just you and her but you didn't right so you never ended up praying with her no but in your eyes she still needed prayer yes so what would have made that situation legitimate so she could still get prayer? Into mm. somebody else. Somebody else like who? Like my wife. Okay, so that's what I'm talking about. So when you're on top of your game, you think that way. The job, the, the, the job still has to get done. So how am I going to get the job done without putting myself in a compromising situation? Okay, well, you okay, know I'm, I'm not going to go alone. Right, right. Can't okay, say but that's yeah, not... Yeah. It doesn't right. happen that way. You don't you don't go meet up with somebody just to be, you know, that's not how it happened. It always, it never happens that way. I'm not going to say it never happened, but oftentimes when it happens that way, you already see the angle before, you know, just by them asking a question. But if, you, if, it, if you're in a situation and you just find yourself talking about, hey, yeah, you know, you look familiar, you know, um, my friend told me about this and, oh, yeah, you... Okay, I seen you in the college, and da 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 da, and you, you wrote this book, and I read that book, and you start getting into the questions. Well, I got a question about this. Well, I got a question about that. With this one-on-one conversation, where it just so happens by chance, he's seen your face on a whatever, and they know you come and 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 help out occasionally, and they had a couple of questions, and it leads to, you know, other things, and now nobody's around you, and it's just you and her. And now you're like, well, you know, if you need this, then I can't do it with you right now. We all alone. Call this number when, you know, when you get a chance. And that's a missed opportunity. Like, man, I wonder, dang. You know, the only thing I was thinking about is what could have happened, like what almost happened the last time. Sure. Sure. So you got to pass. You got to pass. You know, there's a song, and I, I, I know people here. There's scary movies. There's a scary song. And this song has haunted me ever since I was a young child. And it's called um, Living Just Enough for the City, I think, by Stevie Wonder. Mm-hmm. Anybody remember that song? Yes, the sir. person came from wherever they came from, a small city, got off the bus, the person walked up to him and said, hey, hold this package real quick. As soon as they grabbed that package, the police came and locked them up 
it seemed like they went to jail forever on that song. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But that's that's a scary situation, and I sit back and say, man, that could happen to anybody. You're just in the wrong place at the wrong time, and how do you handle it? Mm-hmm. What could that person have done? Mm-hmm. In the song, what could that person have done? It happened in seconds. Right. You know, and I just believe that if we go through life knowing that that song could be us, that I think we'll be a little bit smarter with the situation that that we get ourselves into. And we handle stuff differently. You know it's coming. You just don't know when. Mm-hmm. To but me, that said, just sounds like protecting yourself from the negative as a lifestyle as opposed to embracing the potential positive. It, it just sounds like complete, your innocence is gone completely when you live the way that you're talking about. Or what you innocence? can still hold on to it. And just be such a beast that can't nobody tarnish you. What innocence are you talking about? It is not the 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 trust. What trust? I mean, I'm, again, again, my wife. I trust my wife. When, when I when I, I say the when I say the really not so much the trust, just believing people, treating people the way you want to be treated, or rather. Believing people from your perspective, for an example, I don't lie to people, so I don't expect people. So I just treat people like they don't lie to me, even though probably I don't think majority of people are liars, but even though there's a lot of people that are liars, I just, because I don't lie to people, I give them that benefit of the doubt, even though I know they may lie, but that don't have nothing to do with me, because they can lie to me. And it's not gonna it's just I'm I'm a beast enough that it's not gonna damage me in any way, shape, or form. Sure, but that's a lie. I mean, you, that's you a know, lie. I mean, what's a lie? That you don't you lie to said. people. That I don't you lie don't to lie. people. Yes, I think you're. Oh, okay, what do you, what do you, what do you, what do you what, when I say lie to people, I mean deceive them. I'm talking about in any type of malicious way. Well, that's what I mean by lie. I'm not talking about that every single word I say is an absolute 100 percent truth. But I don't it, then you lie. I mean, it in any type of malicious way. So hold on, hold on. I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to give you a little example. Yeah. Right? A friend of yours calls you up. Yeah. You look at the phone. You hit the end button. You don't feel like talking right. to him. Right. Your friend finally gets up, you know, gets up with you. Man, I called you yesterday. You, yeah, I was busy. I'm sorry. I was in the <laughs> But you wasn't busy. You just looked at him. You ain't want to talk to him. You hit the end button. That's a bold faced lie. Well, but I would, I would, I wouldn't say yeah, I'm busy. I'd be like, oh yeah, I saw that. It just <laughs> the truth would have been, but no, the truth would have been, I saw your number. I didn't want to talk to you, and I hit the end button. That's and the, the truth, truth is also, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, but anything outside of the truth is a lie. No, but uh, I, yeah, I saw that. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> you saw that, but why didn't you answer the phone? So, okay, so if I said that to you, yeah, I saw it, and you say, well, why you didn't ask? I'd be like, I just didn't feel like talking. Okay, well, again, again, but what I'm saying, is that's the truth, though. Anything outside of that is a lie. We all do it. We all do that. We all do that. We're in a society right now where we, somebody, man, I don't feel like talking to this dude. He talked too much, man. I ain't answering that phone, man. I get, I catch him later. Hit that end button. You know, oh, yeah, I was in a meeting. Sorry, I couldn't talk to you. 
I mean, I mean, if that's a lie, then I don't know how to explain If you <laughs> classify that as a lie, what I'm trying to say, I guess I don't know how to explain it to you. I, I'm still dealing with, I, I mean, I don't lie to people in, in okay, general. So listen, okay, okay, so, so, all right, so, so, now, let's take that same scenario, right? Yeah. And that same friend that was trying to call you had found out that he had cancer and he wanted to jump off the bridge. But you yeah. hit that end button because you ain't feel like talking to him. So now that friend is dead. How would you feel? That wouldn't that wouldn't feel any type of way. You wouldn't feel like, any I wouldn't type I wouldn't of feel way? like I had anything to do with that. Okay. I don't cuz cuz that's not something that happens on a regular basis. I don't have I don't treat every day like my friend might be about to jump off a bridge. So if he does that, I'm not going to take no responsibility for that. Okay. But he reached out to you. Mm. But mm-hmm. that that's just a coincidence. I'm not going to take that on my own as my burden. Now, if I knew he was about to jump off the bridge, that's one thing. But if I did not know it and I just happened to not answer the phone, I'm not going to take any responsibility for that. Mm. Okay. That's not. I'm not going to. Re- I'm not going to receive that burden. Period. Because I, I mean, that's not nothing that's happening every day. That's not nothing I expected. So I'm not going to receive that as a burden on me because it happened and I just didn't answer the phone. Okay. I think, and I believe I, in God, so I'm not worried. No, they ain't got nothing to do with me in that, in just, that aspect. I, I think you just said a mouthful. And I don't mm-hmm. even think you realized it. <laughs> I don't think so either. <laughs> no, I, I, the, I believe in God part. No, that's, if that's no, what you're talking no, about, that's no, the no, basis no, no. of my no, whole no, no, everything. No, no. No, 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 not that part. It was the part about expecting the unexpected. Okay. <laughs> That's what we're talking about here. Expecting right. the unexpected? Expecting. Yeah, don't walk around naive, man. I'm just right. I, 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 I'm just saying, this, you, people have an influence. We all are dealing with certain things. And I can't, you know, hopefully I pray that, the, that my battles and struggles I can handle and keep them with myself. I don't expose them to other people. You see what I'm saying? So, and you, you know, and that, and that's, you know, I, I, God can help me through my stuff. You know, even my wife. I don't want my wife to deal with any of my struggles, even though she's here and she's going to deal with them because it's unavoidable. But I'm hoping that me and God can help me with my struggles, whatever they may be. You see? What, what's, the, that, what's the naive part? Trusting. To no avail. I guess you know that that's not a fair word for me to say. When I say trusting, actually, I don't have. I, I don't know if I actually do trust people because I don't have no real expectations of anybody. Okay, good. So, so, but when I say trusting, I mean I just don't have my guard up. That's what I mean by trusting. Not that I mean I don't care. In all honesty, whatever they do can almost it doesn't matter to me. Do what you're going to do, you know what I mean? So, But I just don't have my guard up trying to protect myself from them possibly doing something bad to me or possibly I'm just not looking for that when I'm dealing with people. If they do it, I can handle it, but I'm not looking for it at all. It's not, it's not in my expectations or none of that, unless I know that's how they get down. You know, I, if I know that they prey on people, then that's one thing, but if I don't know that, I'm definitely not looking for it. Unless, unless some signs do, during the course of the interaction, I start seeing signs, then I start, you know, looking for it. But, I'm, you know, I start paying attention to it. But I'm not looking for that when I deal with people. I just, in my mind, think that I am, I have enough work ethic that I'll, I'll work you. I, you know, I have my own dreams, my own goals, and I'm intelligent enough 
to overcome anything that anybody brings up against me. This is how I feel about it. Okay. So, so, so at the end of the day, I understand what you guys say. You know, because because the whole this whole conversation that I've been a part of has started, you know, basically saying, you know, protect yourself. But yeah. in my mind, I mean, if, what if you don't operate? What if that's not how you live your life? You know, what if you don't do that? Like Jerry said, I would have grabbed that woman's hands and been praying. praying. And I don't care what nobody said after that because I know what my intentions are. And maybe if I got burnt enough, maybe that would change. But sure. we would have just been praying. Sure, sure. You know, sure. I, I saw I was driving down the street the other day, and I saw a, a girl. And me and my wife was talking about this before, too. But I saw a girl walking with a baby. She didn't have a stroller. This was just the other day. The only reason I didn't stop and pick her up is because I had went too far. I would have stopped and pulled over and was like, where are you going walking with that baby, no stroller, out in the middle of this big, busy street? Let me drive you wherever you're going. Mm. And that's probably really stupid, but that's just what I would have did. Yeah, and normally that's that's me too. Yeah, but I, that's, I, that, I think that's all of us. We're not, we're not, we're not that insensitive. Um, you know what I'm saying? But what but can happen during that time, though? What do you mean? What can happen during that time where we actually do something like that and we're trying to we, – we really have every intent on helping somebody. He had his wife and in the car. He had, I mean, he had his wife no, in the I car. Did, I didn't have my wife in the car. I, I talked to my wife about it. Uh, about, oh, okay. It's like that. Oh. I, it was just me. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that part. Okay. It would have been me, her, and that baby in the car. I wouldn't have done absolutely nothing. But drove her to where she had to be at and helped, you know, and helped her out maybe. Nothing, nothing ill intent about it, 100% just doing what I would want somebody to do for me. Sure. You know. But that's dangerous in this world. But that's just, I was more uncomfortable not doing it than, 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 uh, you know, what I might potentially face by doing it. Yeah, but that's the world that we live in, and that's not the world that we just now live in. That's always been the world that we live in, and that's the bad part because there's good people that are going to suffer because there's certain things that you can't do because of an attack that may happen against you. So we always got to be on the lookout, I think, and it's not living in a paranoid way. It's not living in a selfish, self-centered way, but you got to always understand that, you know, God has a plan for you, Right? And that the enemy doesn't want that plan to happen. So if there's a way that that plan cannot happen, you got to be on the lookout for that. And to me, to and I might be way off base, but when you when when you live when you operate the way that you're suggesting, I think that's the biggest tool that the that the, the, the enemy has to keep the plan from happening. That mm-hmm. to me, that's like. That's not embracing the positive. If you live your life protecting yourself from the potential negative, that's then that puts you in the, on the wrong path, in my opinion, uh, in, in regards to what I believe God wants for you. I think that, that sure. if you do that, in my mind, the devil has the, the enemy has won, in my opinion. I might be wrong, but that's just how I feel about it. So when it, and I'm talking so much about it because that's that's what it means to me that that's just one of the tools that the enemy has. And it's working because people now you can actually help somebody, but you won't just in case something goes wrong. Right. Mm. Mm. 
and 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 that and that's why me and Malcolm get along so well because we kind of cut from the same cloth. And you know, when I explain certain situations to him, uh, it, it's like it's no, it's no defense against how you're built. You know, if you're built a certain way, it's no defense against that. Well, it, it's 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 always a defense against that, and you can't really protect yourself because you just you know so many people can lie and uh, and say what they want to say about you, especially when they screaming. Uh, vulgars about you know um, as far as you know hey he touched me inappropriately or you know he said this or did that to me and it's like you have no defense because all you was trying to do is help somebody and then and then if if you go and here's a cry for help and you don't answer that cry you don't feel like yourself because you didn't answer the cry when you normally know you would have answered the cry if it wasn't for a situation that happened prior to this current one. So it's very difficult being in these shoes or being in certain shoes um, because not saying that, no, that, that we're perfect or anything. It's just that this is how you are. This is just how you are built. And when someone okay. kind of strips a piece of that away from you, okay. you know, I hear you, but I hear you. But there's times when you got to be smart. And, again, I'll give you another example. You know, let's just say that you're doing missionary work in Africa, right? And you got a designated place to go to do your missionary work. But you hear about this tribe that really wants to know Jesus, right? But you, but you also know that within that tribe, it's just unsafe for the person that you are, an American. Okay. How are you going to handle that? Now, you know there's a need over there, but you know that's unsafe and that you could possibly get dead or raped or whatever it is by going over there. How are you going to handle that? Are you going to not that's sleep different. at night because you did? What do you mean that's different? That's different, different because, because, you know, you're in a – you're in an unfamiliar territory, in an unfamiliar place, and if I know that this 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 tribal cannibalists want to learn about Jesus, I'm not going to say, let me put on the whole armor of God and go over there by myself, because at, at one point in time, you have to say, hey, you know, hey, they, they eat people over here. So sure. I'm not going to go over there in that in that case, but we're talking about in a normal society, and you're knowing, you know, it's, it's nothing that you, no walls that you have to put up, because you're you feeling safe. Like when I was in Bahrain, you know, I had to burn all my mail with my address on it because I didn't want any, you know, that's what, that's the protocol. Um, sure. And even though I lived there for several years, the wall should have been down because nothing ever happened when I accidentally put my, you know, my unburned mail in the trash can or didn't shred it. But still, that doesn't mean that don't continue to put mail in the trash can without shredding it first. So, here in this this place where there are people that recognize you for what you do and what you are and who you are, you would think that that's a safer environment instead of is a it, place like Africa where it's probably but not. Is it, but but uh, no, now, now I'm going to ask you because you said this. Is it? What is a normal environment in your definition? What is it? A normal environment is when some people say that, hey, if somebody come to you, Tony or Rodney, and they say, "Hey man, aren't you that guy 
that's on the Married Men Don't Talk show, immediately you probably got some walls that 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 trims down or come down because you know you feel that they want to talk about your show and they're giving you whatever accolades or they they asking you what do you guys come up with your topics and it just so happened to be a young woman and you're talking to her and you and she start getting in depth in one of your episodes and mm-hmm. then on top of that he's like wow that you really listen to the show and so now you're kind of letting you kind of letting walls down and and you know you think you have a a potential uh, a fan or whatever and and Keep you go nothing nothing happens and you walk away now what's to stop that person from saying you know um while while we was in the midst of talking he did this to me inappropriately or he did that to me inappropriately you know what i mean okay if so they say, so, well, so go ahead. you're right so you said a normal environment so right you said a normal invite, and, and you talked about meeting someone from this show, right? So what happened to you, what potentially could have happened to you, would you call that a normal environment? I would call that maybe a normal environment, but you still almost got attacked, didn't you? Oh, mm-hmm. most definitely, yeah, right. You see but what I'm saying? You, so now, what, but that makes all so your, what's a normal environment? Now, well, now, now that makes all of your environment a potential danger. Because now what you thought was a normal environment wasn't because it was complete innocence. And then here, here come another potential situation that could be potentially innocent, but sure. you know, don't know because of what happened in the other potential innocent sure. encounter. I got you. So now the question that I'm going to ask you, is there anything that you could have done differently to prevent that potential attack from manifesting? It was nothing I could have done differently because uh, because I always had my wife present when I talk to especially other women. My wife is always okay. present most of the time when I talk to most men. So okay, so you, you know, answered and, your own question. So listen, 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 listen. You're mm-hmm. answering your own question. Your life is set up with safeguards. I don't even do that. I talk to women all the time without my wife being present because I already know ain't nothing going to go down. But you talk to women, you talk to women with your wife on speakerphone. So you're already living that way. Mm. You already live it. You're already setting yourself up for if something might happen, I'm already covered. Mm. Am I right, Rodney? You're right. You're 100%. I don't even go that hard. I don't go that I hard. Me neither. <laughs> I mean, but it's just it's, it's, But even though it's safeguarded, you know, even though it's like that, it's just, it doesn't stop a person from trying to lie on you. You see what I'm saying? So why? So stop why? That. So why bother? So why bother? So why live that way? Because I mean, it, I'm just telling you what does what it does to your mind. Just like a woman that has been molested as a child, what it what does it to her mind, what what is in her mind when her husband touched her in a way that she was touched when she was younger? It it it, it, it transforms your mind because now you automatically like, whoa, wait a minute, you know, you automatically thinking, woman, wait a minute, wait, oh, this is we're, we're by ourselves, no one else is around, let me back up out of this game, you know, you automatic. That's what automatically came to my mind, even though that woman could have probably now before then. I talked to many women 
around my wife and not around my wife and didn't think nothing about it. I prayed with plenty of people around my wife or not. If, if she's available, then it's around her. If she's not, then oh well. But now, and, and never thought about anything, never thought about them lying on me or anything. But after this one incident, now it's like, wait a minute, all these safeguards are up because you don't want to be accused of saying something or doing something or, you know, nobody taking shots at your integrity. You're, you're very, you know, you're walking backwards with your hands up, tipping out of the room sort of feel. And they, after they say, let me pray, can you pray with me? And it shouldn't so be like that. I got you. So what's different in what you just said than what I've been saying all along? Not a thing. The difference is there's no fear in what you're saying. What do you mean there's no fear? fear of getting... No fear. It's no, it's no thought of a fear even being, you know, even being thought about. And it's fear in what I'm talking about. You're living a certain, you're living a life that you normally wouldn't live because of a situation. Yeah, but you don't see, so you eliminate the fear, right? You eliminate the fear factor by living your life in a certain situation. You see what I'm saying? So it's hard. There's certain people, right? There's certain people that do crime, mm-hmm. you know, whether it be white collar, whether it be drug dealers, whether it be whatever, that have no fear because they set up these safeguards. You see what I'm saying? So if they come here, we got an escape route over here. And if they come over here, we got an escape route over here. We got an account over here. You see what I'm saying? Or oh, we got a lawyer right here. Or oh, we've got protection over here. So they set well, themselves me, up. They set themselves up. Let me example. Okay, go ahead. Let, let me give you an example right quick. I, I walked out of my house today, and I saw my neighbor sitting on his porch. He's a D.C. police officer. I saw him on the, sitting on the front porch. I said, hey, what's up, neighbor? You know, And he came over. He said, hey, if you caught any suspicious activity going around. I said, in this neighborhood? He's like, yeah. And I said, well, well, why? You know, he said, because my truck got broken into last night in front of the garage. And he said, I walked my dogs at, at, at 1 o'clock in the morning, and I came back, I fell asleep on the couch around 2, and I come back out in my car, uh, you know, I, I bring everything in the house, you know, I mean, I, I, I bring only my gun in the house, but I leave everything else out in the car, and my utility belt is gone, my uniform is gone, my radio is gone, you know, my walkie-talkies are gone, and it's just like, how did this happen in this neighborhood? And now, when I used to leave my garage unlocked, when I used to leave stuff in my truck, when I used to leave, you know, my truck unlocked, windows down sometimes, now I have to rethink when I come home, let me lock up everything. So now you live in a certain way, and your mind has to recondition itself to uh, be more secure about your environment. And then I start to – so you will be getting a phone call, Tony, later on because I told him about <laughs> the security system that I'm going to have <laughs> on my house. So I talked yeah. to him about that. But, um, but now we're living, and it's, it's going around the neighborhood. Now we need to have a HOA meeting. We never had an HOA meeting. You know, so now you're, you are, all of our minds are conditioned differently. And I'm like, he took from a police officer, and the first thing I thought was, did you do something to somebody? And, you know, now we have to think differently because if this person was bold enough to take 
even if you break in a cop's car, his, you know, his, his, his civilian car, and you see apparel, you would think that they would just, man, let me back up out of here. But they didn't. They took that too. That's they so if they know. bold enough. They can potentially impersonate a police officer at that point. Um, yes, but I, badges and everything. Yeah. Hey, I, hey, 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 Rodney, Rodney, you work at the bank, right? I do. Now, now, and I'm not going to get too much as far as what you do, but I will ask a question. Sure. And and when 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 a bank is robbed, right? Mm-hmm. Is there ever a time that the people that actually work in the bank are not a suspect? Um, they're always potential suspects. Thank you. Always, <laughs> always potential suspects. They may have said, yo, Tom, y'all can come in here and rob this bank because the security guard eats his donut at this time, or this is where the most cash is at, at, at this time. We just did our drop. Whatever the case may be, the person robbing the bank may have information that they could have gotten from a potential worker at that bank, right? Yeah, everybody's a suspect until they're ruled out, pretty much. Thank you. That's all. That. Thank you for saying that. That's all. I. That's all I've been saying all night. Well, what's the point? What's What's your point? I just made it. <laughs> that, no, you didn't make your point. I don't. I think. I did. You just the didn't get it. I was, <laughs> no, I, I guess I did. You did it tomorrow. Because, I mean, you said you're just saying. <laughs> You're saying everybody's a potential suspect, but we're not yes. worried about the suspect. We're worried about no, how we're, we're you have to be saying is that there's a crime, a constantly some level of a crime or something going on at all times for that to fit yeah. in my mind. Yeah, that, I'm not really talking Everybody about has crime. to be a suspect because of, I don't know, something is going on. It, but it, we're not it, even it, talking about suspects right now. We're talking about, from my perspective, I was talking about a mind frame, uh, a shift in the way you would thought about your neighborhood to now what you're going to be thinking about your neighborhood, the way you have to roll up your windows and lock your garage and, and lock up before you leave when normally you didn't, when you used to didn't have to. Okay, listen, when it man, wasn't let's, get off, let's get off your neighborhood and let's go inside your house. Let's okay. just take it inside your house a bit, right? And let's just take it to your wife, mm-hmm. right? How well do you know your wife? Yeah, I know it pretty good. I think <laughs> you know you know it pretty good. Let me yeah, ask I know it. You, you, do 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 you trust her with your life? Yes. You took a minute. You paused. No, 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 no. I, the reason the reason why I took a minute is because I didn't ask you the reason why you paused. <laughs> but there was something there that said, "Hmm, I don't know." Yeah, no, that's not hers. That's not no. That's not what I was thinking. That's not how I was thinking. But yeah, I, I trust her with my life. Can you get got by the woman that you married? Yes or no? Yes, yes, you can. Okay, that's it. Man, but do you go in your marriage? Do you go in your it marriage? It don't matter. Thinking? No, it don't matter how you go in. But you already know that there's a possibility mm-hmm. that you can get got by the woman that you love the most in the world. Because guess what? It happens all the time. Right. But I don't right. understand your point. Like, what are you saying? So you should live like you might get got I'm by the person you, that's closest to you? Listen, look into it, brother. I'm not telling you how to live. I'm not telling anybody how to live. But don't walk around. How, how, do, you, how do you live based off that information? The fact that your wife can get you at any she time. Could. She could. So she how do you not. live your life? Do you live your life like she's going to? 
It's not how you live your life, but don't be oblivious to the fact that you can't get got. That's the only thing. Well, how, I'm is that, how is that information useful to your daily existence? What do you mean? How is it? It's a way of living. So it's what do you, what say, uh, do you take? A, so did, are you saying that maybe you have an extra bank account somewhere, or you have an exit strategy just in case for whatever reason it goes south and catches you? Like is that like what? It, like how does that how does that information influence your life? Dude, I don't think you understand what I'm trying to tell you. You 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 digging into it. The oh, also, heard, this, also heard you say it was Darren. Can your wife get you at all time at any time? And basically the answer was yes. And you said that's what I'm saying. That's exactly. Okay, so what now, I'm so, so so how do you? Into, don't oh, let me ask you this: if, if if you believed in your heart and soul that it was not possible for your wife to get you, would your life be different in any way? I wouldn't believe that. But just say you did, just for the sake of this conversation, would your life be any different? Would you be doing something differently in your life if you if you I, just believed in with all your heart and soul that it just was not possible for the person you married, that particular woman, to do anything bad to you? I would probably be the most gullible person walking around this planet. Okay, so say not that you were. Plan. How would your life be different? I don't know. I've, I've never lived in. The, I've never lived a gullible life, so I don't know the answer to that question. Well, let me let me help y'all. Let me help y'all. <laughs> I'm gonna drop this uh, final monkey wrench. Talked about. <laughs> watch watch me now. Talking about being gullible and uh, trusting someone with your life. Um, the monkey wrench I want to ask is that: Is it possible to be spiritually raped, spiritually mm-hmm. molested, and? You know, when you talk about spiritual rape, um, you know, when when a person is held hostage to the thoughts and opinions of others, and then that can lead to abuse. And, mm-hmm. you know, in the case where a church or a ministry becomes abusive, you know, and you got... They, they demand blind loyalty or you have self-centered leadership. Um, they don't have any accountability. You know, the list goes on and on and on. So the question I want to ask is, is it possible for one to be spiritually to be spiritually raped? Yes. Mm-hmm. I do believe it is. Expound on that, sir. Um, well, a lot of these pastors... A perfect example. I'm glad you asked that question. I know. I, know. I seen in the in the in the news that it was a pastor that a couple of months ago had his congregation believing that they should be out there eating grass like mm. cows. Mm. Then the same I don't know if it's the same pastor or different or someone in that region, he told the women in the congregation that God didn't want them to wear no drawers. Yep. And, and what and church no is that? <laughs> it's I, over, I don't, I, another country. It's another country. <laughs> yes. Do, do you know what I'm talking about? I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so he had these people believing that you either get eating grass or another one on another case. He had these people believing they shouldn't wear no underwear. So they come to church like that because some people don't read for themselves. They, they they believe totally the pastor is telling them to do, 
and they they follow it to the extent of their their, their existence. They they follow it to the T, and and that's and um and that's spiritually. I believe that's spiritually being raped because now you're not reading the word for yourself and you're hanging on to every word this man says. So once that happens, you know, if that pastor is found to do something ill in your eyes, the first thing you're going to do is leave the church and think God is false because you put that man on the mantle instead of leaving God where he belongs and leaving man you know, uh, percentage for mistakes. You didn't leave him to make any errors. And that's why they end up leaving the the church and leaving God and and say that, you know, church is not any good. And they stop, they just stop believing because of incidents like that. Let me give you an an example. Uh, This is, uh, you may have heard about it or seen about it, but it was a Brazilian pastor uh, was arrested because, he claimed that the Holy Spirit was secrete from his penis in the form of sacred milk. <laughs> I kid you not. So after after service, the pastor would take him, you know, in the back, then to have oral sex with him until the Holy Spirit would come through his ejaculation. Mm, and this mm, is the mm, testimony mm. of one of his victims. Now, he's in jail now, but you talk about being spiritually raped, brethren. The pastor mm. said that the Holy Spirit secretes from his penis in the form of sacred milk. Mm. 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 This is real. Mm. This is not made up. I, 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 no, I it's, real. it's real. It's real. I believe it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. Physical. I believe it. And a lot of people felt fell for the banana in the tailpipe. Literally, in that situation. Put <laughs> 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 in the mouth. That's not good. I'm just but saying, man, it is what it is. Go ahead. What does that do to, what does that do to for? I mean, you know, I mean, we, we got incidents like that where pastors uh, make these wild assumptions and people just follow into it every time. I mean, how could that be stopped? You know, I know people are supposed to read the word for themselves and get their own understanding and then get confirmation from what they heard, you know, in the building, in the house, you know, in God's house. But when they bring it to their forefront, you know, they're supposed to continue to read or research and confirm what they learn, but a lot of times they don't. You know, so we really got to be. I've left. I haven't left the church, but I have confronted a pastor on something he said, and he later corrected himself. But I didn't do it in front of other people. I kind of sent them a little email and said, "Hey, this, what you stated was this," and he's like, "Did I say that? Yeah, you said it, and I got it on tape here. And I'm not trying to pull you wrong, but I always come back and and check this and that." He said, "I well, I stand corrected." And sometimes, you know, they can be such in, in the moment that, you know, they say something and not really mean for it to fall out their mouth like that. Mm. You know, one mm. one time he this pastor thought he said the word iniquity, but I know for a fact that he said the N-word. <laughs> and everybody else heard it, too, because it was like a, <gasps> in the church. So... 
I called him up and I said, you know, everybody think you said this word, and I have it recorded. That you, I mean, and I'm gonna I'm gonna play it back for you, and I'm gonna let you see what it sounds like to you. And he really was lost for words because he was trying to say, in in his mind, it was forming iniquity, and he lost a lot of credibility because he said the N word. Yeah, maybe this pastor, you know, was in Corinthians. You know, the whole "I fed you with milk, not solid food," because you weren't ready for. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you was going there, Rodney. Right? <laughs> All right, well. yourself approved. I mean, you know, I mean, you twist that up on him. You got him. Seriously. A lot right. of that going. Well, we enjoyed the show. If ain't nobody got nothing else, uh, we thank you for enjoying another episode of the Married Men Don't Talk show. And I am your host, Darren Smith, uh, joined by my co-host, Rodney Turner, and T-Hawk, Tony Hawkins. And uh, we will see you guys next week, same time, same station. Yes, sir. Open mic. All right, fellas. This line is gone. Oh, that's yeah. Right. Okay. We'll do a call tomorrow. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.